0: Well, you are Bacon. <laughs> and I'm Nays. And I am Nays. Oh. <laughs> and this is a Bacon Nays interview pants episode. There we go. My guest today is former guest Jordan Wakefield. That's me. I've been kinda of quiet lately. Yes, your podcast has been on uh Indefinite Hi- hiatus.
1: Not indefinite. No, there's. It's just something I'm hoping to have out in December. If not, it'll be in spring.
0: So it's coming back. Oh yeah, this is mm-hmm. a special announcement. It
1: would, it would never ended. It yeah. just had to have a long stretch between episodes.
0: But the, I believe we call this an exclusive. I guess so. You could say that. it's <laughs> kind of bagu- like
1: uh, George R. R. Martin writing Game of Thrones. You know, he's eventually gonna <laughs> yeah,
0: gonna it's get just to just Only it, a matter but,
1: of time. <laughs> But uh, that time feels like forever.
0: Yeah, and it has been forever. It has been forever. You and uh, Rent Is Due are in a race for longest hiatus. I don't think Rent Is Due is getting back together, man. Yeah, no, Rent Is No Longer Due, I don't think.
1: Yeah, no, man, Evicted, that's the new show. And you just interview all three of them separately. <laughs> actually,
0: uh, that sounds
1: like a good show. Actually.
0: Funny you mentioned that Brandon was the alternate for this, for for today's recording. Oh, like, if that. you weren't able to make it. He should have just came over. I believe he's celebrating Thanksgiving tonight Oh, okay So that's why When you uh, can't
1: wait for Thanksgiving, man You just do it You just pull the trigger You just pull the
0: trigger That's the purpose of Skanksgiving (laughs) As we've established (laughs) Yeah, but that's pulling the trigger twice Yeah We are kind of celebrating Skanksgiving in our own
1: way Yeah, we are I'm just celebrating being off Because my job is exhausting
0: (laughs) Man, there is uh, no one who understands that more than I do. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling exactly the same way. So it's nice to see you again, and we're able to hang out and do a little thing here together. Yeah,
1: exactly. You just came off a nap. <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I'm I'm fully charged for this. It's actually that's the opposite of how this podcast usually goes. It's at the end of my work day. I'm not yeah. like I'm not tired. I'm not insanely tired, but I'm ready to. I am. You're sharp. I'm always ready to go home. You feel sharp, <laughs> when right? I record the podcast? Yeah. 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 But I feel sharp today, for sure.
1: Yeah, you feel sharp. Good. Perfect. We're ready to go.
0: Uh, as I said before, this is an interview pants episode, and Jordan and I, uh, in a strange, not coincidence, but it doesn't usually happen, we hung out twice this week. This is the second time. That's because I'm finally getting some time off as a teacher, and it rules. <laughs> yeah. And the last time that we uh, spoke, a, a, a mere five days ago. Yeah. You mentioned your Mexico trip, and we kind of decided we need to do that sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, I did mention that. We, so that's definitely going to be something we talk about.
0: Yeah, and uh, I believe like there's, that, there's a lot there. You know what I'm saying? It's fertile yeah. ground for podcasting, and we've purposely been saving it and not getting into great details about it when yeah. we hang out. So I do have a lot of stories to tell. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. today is better than I think any to do that. So since this is an interview pants episode, it's definitely gonna be not as good as other episodes. <laughs> but you uh I'm gonna kinda let you take the reins How, and I'll What jump can pre- I
1: do to every once in a while put a jimmy spin on
0: it? <laughs> uh I actually don't like want you to some, do that.
1: No, no, no. Like some Jimmy <laughs> just give me a Jimmy trope and every once in a while I'll do a Jimmy Trope. If I can remember it.
0: First thing off the top of my head that Jimmy is notorious for is kind of just not having a lot to say to me or questions for me about things that I'm talking (laughs)
1: about. Cut you off at a dead end. Like, (laughs) and not not participating in that line of thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. uh, He, you know. So, All right, I could do that. He'll so, yeah. Uh, I actually was going to say I would rather you not do that. I would focus you, I would have you focus more on being good on the show and having and when I have a question for you be able to just improv an answer. Okay. He's very bad at improv. So for have sure. a
1: conversation, you mean? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Be better at conversation you, in you general. He just said
1: he's b- bad at conversation.
0: What's funny <laughs> is he listens to these when he's not on them and he awesome. he go he comes to me and he says on the show things like it's fine. I know you would just rather podcast with Mike or something. Oh, he's thinking that I'm being serious. S- self-deprecating, so, so yes. he's like very self-deprecating, very much so. All right. So uh, I would rather you be able to do that, <laughs> have a conversation with me, like you said. Right. So don't um, get down, Jimmy. Here's how this is gonna work, though. I'm gonna have you tell your story, and I'll just kind of jump in with a question here, here and okay. there, and All I right. think it'll flow more naturally that way. Alright, so it all started,
1: um, I had thought about going to Mexico, like I've always wanted to just go to a very foreign place, but I'm a man of modest means, you know, and I, I can't just pick up a family of four and go anywhere in the world, so I actually looked at driving to Mexico City, I was like, how long would it take, and it took way too long (laughs) like Uh, doing that road trip
0: yeah even to texas and this is like north texas i've that's as far as i've driven i've um gone to
1: san antonio we did a vacation that's why i looked it up okay because we did a vacation one year where we went all through texas and we stayed nights in uh, dallas fort worth austin and san antonio and just hung out in the whole state and ended up right you know, on the edge of the empire there.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say to Texas, that's a one-day trip. Yeah, there's no way you can drive longer than like a 12-hour trip. That's right. pushing it. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah. Like uh, you're you're pretty much ready to crash after a one-day. And driving then trip. Texas
1: is huge. It's mm-hmm. at least bigger. It's probably bigger than what you just drove the previous day.
0: Yeah, I farthest I've gone is Amarillo, and that's north. Yeah. No, I, I went all the way to the bottom.
1: It took—that's why we stopped in those multiple cities. It was, mm-hmm. it was a good clip. Like, we could have gone much further, obviously. You could probably go to, from Dallas to San Antonio in one day.
0: Yeah, but a trip—as you said before, a trip to Mexico is yeah. um, is it's certainly a, prohibitive
1: when it comes to driving. And days off, if you just calculate. Like, if I had 30 days off, driving four days is not a big deal.
0: Right, but if it's going to be longer than a day trip, then it makes more sense to— make it a multiple day account for that extra day. Cause that you have to, of course, like you said, like you can't take off more than probably a week. Anyway.
1: Yeah. I I was very limited by my job in those days. I think I got 11 days in a row. Right. That was for the whole year, you Mm -hmm. know, so I had to put them all together. Yep. And, um, so what happened, I think when I Google searched that is I probably got fed airline rates and one hit one hit within my price range. And I'm like, okay, let's do that, you know, let's, uh, so I also got used to staying at Airbnbs because I've done it several times in, like, Chicago and Colorado and stuff.
0: Not just you alone, but with the entire family, the you'd be family, able to pull off a...
1: Once with my wife, we did Airbnb, you know, so I looked up Airbnb in Mexico City and it was super cheap because <laughs> the currency exchange or whatever, you know, or just the, um, what would you call it? standard of living, sort of, in monetary, like, a number associated with, if you have this much, you're good to go, you know.
0: So does, I've here's a question for you. does Do you think world economy uh, dictates in a certain city what, um, how much they're going to charge for you to stay there, or is it, does, is that a thing that shifts around based on, you know. I don't know. People's so, perception of, How safe it is to stay there and things like that, you know?
1: Well, I know almost next to nothing about economics. Okay. Okay. But what it looks like, and it doesn't look like this to us in the present time layer, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But if you could just go, like, several layers out in both directions and realize, oh, most everywhere you go is getting better all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. You're just catching it in a moment when it's not, you know, on the... It hasn't risen to
0: our level, mm-hmm. you know,
1: in our country. And that's that's about it. Okay. That's how I feel. Yeah, least. and
0: and also on bacon and ace, feel free to just make up facts. Okay, okay. <laughs> if you ever that was just something I was thinking about when you were explaining that though, is like uh what are your knowledge of it or whatever. Jimmy and I, a lot of times, in, in, I guess, comedic way, you could perceive Uh it as such, if you thought it was or not, is very in But just make up a fact and be like, whatever, uh, we're never going to look this up. So just, (laughs) you know, we roll with something. But anyway, uh, okay, so I interrupted you again. (laughs) Well, you've kind of floored me. I don't know where to go with that, Chris. Uh, We were picking up, you're taking day trips. Uh, to a couple of different cities in Texas. Is that what going, Jimmy does? <laughs> Jimmy does not. That was supposed to be the dead end. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and
1: you just had to keep rambling. <laughs>
0: it's bad conversation, isn't it? I guess it is, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. <laughs> no you did a fine job of playing jimmy in that moment for sure did it work for real yeah it's like you leading me into like a legal area or something where i don't even have any idea what (laughs) yeah (laughs) what the answer would be to your question you know what i mean like yeah exactly so that happened on a that happened on a uh, podcast i listened to this week with conan (laughs) he just went he the interviewer led him to a dead end and he just blatantly pointed it out to him like Why would you bring this up? Right, right, right. right.
1: You you amateur.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You rank amateur.
1: That's great. No, what I was saying was then I got advertised, um, or maybe I just looked it up. Maybe I didn't get advertised. Maybe I just looked it up on my own. Well, what would it be to fly there? Okay. And I saw on at least one airline that it was within my price range, unexpectedly lower than what I thought it would be, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And I guess it's just because it's close by. So, like, if you lived in Britain, you could probably fly to France pretty cheap.
0: You right. You know
1: what I mean? Yeah, 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 totally. Because airline costs have gone down, down, down. That's what the markets tend to do, or at least it seems, you know. Mm. Although I don't know anything about economics, I just say it and it sounds good. <laughs> Did you consider taking a bus down there
0: with your entire family?
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> Buses are where people get murdered, dude. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. No, I. That's I, a great
1: scene in a movie, a bus stopping unexpectedly on a Mexican desert road. I mean,
0: I'm sure the subject of a thousand movies.
1: Everyone's ass is getting a balloon. That's, that's standard. That's the standard
0: yeah. deal. Now, how much you going to fight it? <laughs> Quick aside, uh, took a bus to New York City. Uh, let's see. It was in 06. Yeah. With Brian Kennedy, former guest on the podcast, uh, And actually, we may have done a podcast about it, or at least a big portion of one. We went to New York City. There were crackheads Mm -hmm. on the bus. So you are completely 100% correct. Lowest, uh, maybe lowest ticket price at the time to get there, but most... Crazy fellow passengers. Oh, I ever. used
1: to ride the bus when I was a young adult mm-hmm. in the city. I lived in the city and I rode the bus all the time. Yeah, I know what it's like to ride a bus, man.
0: <laughs> well, and it was Greyhound bus. So it's yeah. like.
1: Well, this was a city bus. <laughs> yeah. So it was t- sometimes times were tough. <laughs> okay.
0: So aside over. Yeah. Back but, <laughs> uh.
1: So anyway, I decided to pull the trigger, but I decided, like, in a six month time frame like gave myself a window you know to start looking at tickets and then we had to arrange for the vacation time off to all match up and all that but i pulled the trigger to try to get the low ticket price so i had several months before we left and that's when i made it like a project you know Mm -hmm. so i started devoting a lot of podcast listening time to like learning spanish i switched my uh music habits to listen to all Spanish speaking artists so that I could just hear it, you know, Mm -hmm. and kinda get it, absorb it, you know, when I'm just listening to music. And so I did like a workbook and watched all these YouTube videos and how to say your Rs and shit like that. (laughs)
0: Learn how to play Santana on the guitar. Uh, Not that (laughs) stuff. If I could play guitar I probably would have. First, got to learn how to play guitar. Then you can learn Santana. No, but I
1: watched (laughs) watched a bunch of uh, YouTube videos with yuppie YouTubers, and they have a YouTube channel because they're like, look at my lifestyle, and they lived in Mexico City. So it was like an interesting view where they're like, this is, um, yeah, don't go to these neighborhoods and just do these things and only go to this neighborhood. I'm like, well, that's good advice to have.
0: Yeah, so did you read like the um not the headline of the video, but the title of the video or the contents in the YouTube to see what kind of subjects they covered. Did they did they go to that detail? Oh yeah. They or, were always
1: talking about like restaurants or, you know, neighborhoods to hang out in mm. or museums or they so it was a legit YouTube channel. It wasn't like, it was a, a conscious
0: good, effort to you see if there was the certain high crime areas, but it no, I was just, found just included them on information. YouTube.
1: I just found them on YouTube travel, you know, Bloggers, vloggers—I guess you call them.
0: So, in travel videos, do they generally always kind of cover the same sort of topics, or have yeah, you, is that something I, you look up? There's
1: definitely a pattern. You okay, know? that's why Anthony Bourdain was so popular. He didn't really follow a pattern. You know,
0: yeah, I mean, he was an he was an abstract approach to traveling. Just go out there, yeah, see what you get yourself into,
1: and you can do that not hard. Actually, we did that in Denver. Um, this thing called psychogeography where you just take like one concept and apply it to where you're going to go. And we picked a color and we're like, well, we'll just follow this color. Uh, and we picked red. And as soon as we picked red, a red trolley car in the middle of the road stopped. And it's like, well, we got to get on that trolley car, you
0: know? Yeah. Maybe assess a couple other things too. Like, is there a psycho no, no, no. person that, no, no, who has no.
1: commandeered this vehicle? <laughs> well, obviously, if there's a severed head, you don't get on. Yeah. But otherwise, you got to be adventurous, man. It, the whole thing about going to Mexico that's funny, too, is about being adventurous. Was mm-hmm. How many people do you think said, I can't believe you're going to Mexico City? Because Mexico City is not Cancun. Mexico City, there are no Americans
0: yeah. <laughs> at all. So, um, I, I remember when you told me you were going. Yeah. Or maybe you were already there by that point. I can't remember if you told me in advance or not. But I will say this, when you told me, it was not surprising because it was you yeah. going. But if anybody else that I knew had told me, well not maybe not every single person I know, but the vast majority I would I would question what their um motives were for picking that pl- sort of place in p- specific yeah
1: i just wanted to go to where it was as foreign as it could get
0: yeah you but but since i was gonna say since it was you it didn't surprise because you're see you seem to be more adventurous than most people i know right you know what i mean as far as like taking in new experiences well, this was a new experience that's yeah for sure <laughs> uh really getting out there like that guy you brought up that was on that television show you know um, yeah but, what is it? What is his name again? I can't remember it off the top of my head. I can't
1: remember either. <laughs> but the point. <laughs> was, yeah, sure, go ahead. The point was about pushing like past boundaries into adventure and things like that. And, yeah, so
0: I, it definitely didn't surprise me. But uh, I, I, I can't say that that would be my first choice, and that's why I find it interesting that you chose to go there.
1: The location. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why I chose to go there, other than I knew it was a unique destination. And initially, I thought it might be within driving distance, like a sane driving distance.
0: It seems to be sort of bursting with culture. Yeah, like, it is for sure. Like, and that that would interest me to go there and actually see what real life is like. Oh, you know? the culture was insane,
1: man. It was just uh,
0: completely like a different,
1: a different serving from the Matrix. You know what I mean? Do you know no Spanish to get by? So I probably don't right now but in the time when I was all geared up, when I'd been studying it.
0: Okay, yeah, so that was included in your project. That was
1: in my project. So I'd been able to uh, study reading and writing it. And the funny thing is, at the same time, I was studying um, the English language like in depth because of college. Yeah. And so I was making parallels within between studying language at different layers and stuff like that. And it made picking up Spanish because it's related to English. So if you can just find those pairs of relations. Like, oh, this word kind of looks like this word and kind of means the same thing. You can uh, you can do that. Like, to strengthen is fortilacer, And that looks like fortify, which fortify is to strengthen. So you just learn it that way.
0: Why would you ever say to strengthen something when you're so, talking, though? So when I was in the uh,
1: Lucha Libre arena... There was an advertisement for a concrete company, and I could read it because I knew the word fortilisere.
0: That's awesome! Yeah, so, so it paid off. Is strength in a verb? I guess it That's is. That's the verb form. Okay, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. But it, I could see it. It was like in like either a, a conjugated verb form or a different like an adjective form. But it doesn't matter. It's the same root word, so you can figure out what it means. And you're like, oh, it's a concrete company, of course, strengthen. You know, mm. so,
0: yeah, yeah, the that was trippy. The only problem I had, uh, learning, trying to learn Spanish was like not having, I, I, you have to like relate, like you said, like the sentence structure, the, the combinations of words. And, and also I have a hard time memorizing things. Well, I used to,
1: I used a flashcard system cause I've been studying education and all my education studies have been predicated on the basis that it's like a, computer programmer programming hardware so if you just understand how the hardware works you just program it so Mm -hmm. i used a flashcard system to teach myself like hundreds and hundreds of words that way i i knew enough you know if there was like a phrase with three words i knew and one i didn't then i could figure it out obviously
0: okay so you you could at least speak enough to get by yeah how many hours did it take you officially to get down there?
1: Like, oh, between flying? the two days? No, 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 we flew. Oh, the, oh shit, sorry. I, no, that, I don't know why that That was the whole detail. point. Detail, yeah. <laughs> I, I found out it was cheaper than I knew. Yeah. So, not only were we able to fly, but I was able to spend 10 days down there, because we just flew, you know, right after work,
0: and then flew back right before work. Excellent. Pretty much. So... So you guys are down there, and uh, what is the custom process like? So the custom
1: process was interesting because that was my first test with my language skills. And I had been reading the back of the form, and I tried to translate some words, you know, but I was just studying the words, and a lot of those words were helpful when I got to the gate, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was my first exchange, and I think it was like a three-sentence exchange, but it felt like achievement unlocked. You know, like
0: you made it through a, like a video game, you made it through a gate (laughs) with your new skill. Yeah, you stormed the gate with language knowledge. Yeah, you went there,
1: (laughs) but you navigated. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, like when you go to a video game and you have to use a key to unlock a door, you're like, all right, do I have the right key? Okay, yeah, I think this is the Spanish phrase. Here we go. Boom. Oh, it worked. Boom so it yeah, was, video
0: games are practical concepts yeah it was, <laughs> practical life concepts so it,
1: it was confidence building right so i it
0: felt like i was ready to go to level two so uh, as, when you get up to the gate is there is there a verbal sort of test of your knowledge with the person at the gate do they talk to you in spanish to yeah see they if have you... to
1: they have to talk to you but you can also kind of look at the meta pattern like i know how this is gonna go he's gonna ask me to see my id duh so if he says (laughs) if he says something that kind of sounds musically like i'm asking for your id i'm just gonna stick it out and if he takes it then i was right (laughs) so (laughs) i don't necessarily have to understand every word but the longer i was there i understood more words and so if somebody was like uh Entrada That's like enter the Of course verb, Yeah Enter So if somebody said that I would I would go into the Enter pattern You know hmm. And unless I misheard them I was good to go <laughs> Even if that's not What they said And I just Was able to walk in Anyway
0: Yeah The only uh The only time I would be concerned About my full knowledge Of the language While I would be In an environment Like that And I've never been To a country Where English Was not the Um you know yeah i've never been outside the country at all but as far as like language knowledge i've never been anywhere where i didn't know the language that was being spoken you know what I yeah mean? so the only time it would concern me is if i was in on the street and some person just came up to me trying to get me to do something mm-hmm. that's when i would want to know oh
1: here's a funny and interesting story are you ready for this yeah I'm, let's this go is, man this is really wild to even think about because i don't even think i'm the same person as the person i'm about to tell you the story about
0: okay before you say that what time of year was it that you were down there
1: because we didn't establish june that. Okay. it was on, uh, during my birthday so june 7th was about the peak of the experience
0: okay so we're so back in
1: the, we're back in like winter like early winter that year and i was trying to study spanish and i ran across this guy named benny lewis And Benny Lewis has this company called uh, Fluent in Three Months. And him and, uh, or he and Tim Ferriss are friends. I don't know if you know about Tim Ferriss. Uh, Remind me. Well, let's just suffice to say that he is a pretty amazing podcaster. And one of his many uh, focuses is on language acquisition and how to get it fast. So these guys have common ground there. But Benny Lewis has this whole thing about it being practical. He's like, yeah, you can study your ass off with any language, but until you go out and try it with people... You don't build up that muscle of talking to someone in a foreign language. You can study it all the live long day.
0: Sure, and that's why those computer programs that actually speak it to you are popular because you're actually hearing it being spoken. That's the best place to learn that kind of thing.
1: But this is even better. Basically, this Benny Lewis guy is just saying, have some fucking balls. Go out and try it Mm -hmm. from day one. Try it the whole time you're learning it. And so that one of the first tasks he gives you is to like memorize a script, and the script being the hello script. Hello script goes the same almost, you know, like ninety nine point a bazillion nine percent of the time. Sure. Hey Chris, what's up? Uh cómo está? <laughs> no, no, no. You just tell me what's oh, up. Oh,
0: uh, just hanging out, man.
1: Oh, right on, dude. Good to see you. You know, that's it. That's yeah. four or. Three lines hmm. from two different people. Right. I just burped hardcore in this microphone. You're probably gonna have to edit <laughs> uh, that out.
0: Here, let's see. Twenty six minutes in. Okay, yeah, I'll get yeah, nailed it.
1: You're probably gonna have to edit that out. <laughs>
0: no, uh, it was
1: like a thunderous rush of gas. Fun, <laughs>
0: fun behind the scenes fact. I now barrage do, the microphone. I now do all the uh, sound editing for this show.
1: So, so it'll, it'll get done.
0: It's, you're damn right. It will. <laughs> Uh, it would have with Tim. I would just want to establish that. Like,
1: <laughs> I think you let him get away with a lot before.
0: Uh, I wasn't because
1: you weren't. You didn't insist on anything. Actually, being I, I'm not obsessed at. to
0: that detail. Yeah. yeah so. No, you were just minutes. intimidated by Tim.
1: <laughs> you were intimidated.
0: Oh wow,
1: dude! You got the full Tim that's, treatment.
0: Yeah, that's a. That's a pun I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> you
1: were definitely intimidated.
0: Okay, so this this guy you were mentioning, uh, what was his name? Curtis or something? Or did, did I totally mess up his name? <laughs> it was a two first name guy. I know that. What are you talking about? The, you were just telling me. Oh, Tim story. Ferris, not Curtis. No, you said he. Uh, uh, Tim Benny, Ferris was Benny a podcaster, Lewis. but Benny Lewis. Lu- okay, Benny so Lewis. I knew his two yeah, first yeah, names. Not
1: Curtis is some weird.
0: Maybe Curtis is the first thing that came off the top of my head. but That's anyway. a strange
1: distillation. That's kind of cool, actually. That's rock and roll. Like, I'm going to take these two names, put them in a blender, and I get one name. Like Madonna. But it's Curtis. Uh, well. <laughs> All right, so anyway, Curtis <laughs> recommends just starting and trying to have a conversation. So, Penny Lewis. Yeah, so I was like, you know, You read a ton of stuff, or you hear a ton of stuff on podcasts, Mm -hmm. but the whole thing about expand the visual is supposed to be that there's a step after that, enact the visual. Like, so I've heard the idea. Now, what use is it unless I do it? So I went to a Mexican restaurant on Cherokee Street, the Mexican street in St. Louis.
0: Yep, I've been there.
1: And so I'm like, I'm going to try to do an exchange in Spanish. And here's the funny part. The other thing that Tim Ferriss, that Curtis dude, talks about is these things called comfort challenges, where you kind of push yourself beyond your personality boundaries. Does that make sense?
0: Yes. Go so, out, go further than what the everyday person would do. Just go, you know yeah. I mean, Like...
1: And I've kind of always lived like that. I mean, I've shot cap guns at people. I've, I've just tried it.
0: <laughs> oh, what about the Nerf guns?
1: Yeah, the Nerf guns. We
0: destroyed Jimmy with the Nerf guns. The Nerf um, guns. Uh, the let's former see. host of this podcast, <laughs> I, co-host.
1: I developed a fake Facebook girlfriend and uh, made a guy at my work fall in love with her briefly. So I've always liked to push the edges,
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Test the boundaries, if you will.
1: Um, but that's the comfort challenge. Like, why would I do this um, crazy thing in my life? Well, just to get out of my comfort
0: zone. So, how does the exchange go with the person on uh, Cherokee Street, though?
1: So, I found it astounding that pushing that barrier of my comfort zone was more shaky than I thought. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I, mean, I would say like, I was nervous. to be a little I shaky. was super
1: <laughs> nervous, man.
0: Was it more nervous because it
1: was a local, or? No, well, because I was attempting, first I had to bridge the gap of, I fucking know you speak Spanish, bitch. Like, I don't yeah. let's not pretend just because I'm a white dude that how, you don't um, speak Spanish. You speak Spanish. You're working in the Spanish part of town. You f- speak fucking Spanish, you know. <laughs> so, but you have to get across that gap, okay? R- but gracefully, in, but it,
0: gracefully. Here's a question I have for you. Yeah, in today's society or our PC culture, if you will, how how uh trepidatious are you to um from their perspective blatantly go in there and assume this guy speaks spanish just by looking at him and you're a white dude yeah uh, i mean how, seeing all of that stuff how how much do you think about that going in is it? Do you think it's a thing that you might have to face some bullshit back from this guy, either well, joking or non-joking? Here's the thing:
1: it's just a human interaction. You don't know who is on the other side of this human equation. You know.
0: I guess you don't really think about it too much. You just sort of go in and be like, "Well, okay, no, no, I'm gonna no. test my shit here. Hopefully, this guy's uh, or or lady is down for what I'm about to do." Yeah, yeah. but how
1: often, outside of those pre-programmed uh, computer script exchanges like buying a candy bar, you know, or pumping gas and paying for it at the pump.
0: <laughs> right. Well, if you're a <laughs> clerk, then you expect people to talk about
1: Or telling a waitress the food is fine, you yeah. know. How many times out of those do you actually speak to strangers?
0: Only uh, when necessary.
1: So hardly ever. Yeah, so pretty much <laughs> never, yeah. Yeah, so hardly ever. So that's always an experiment in going outside of your comfort zone to be yeah. to. In the first place. Um, Is that
0: a specific American uh, thing to be like? Just don't really talk to people unless you have to? No, uh, I think
1: it's maybe just a personality thing.
0: Okay, I guess like... Like yeah, my wife ta-
1: talks to waiters and waitresses all the time at restaurants. And I'm like, I just want to Yeah, some say, people are
0: more gregarious. Yeah, I just want to say, nature. fine. Yeah.
1: Adios, muchachos. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> okay, so... So we land. I don't know where we got to from uh, The uh, Mexican, landing. we never really established oh, how well the, they- Oh, how well it went. How well it went. Yeah. Sorry. I got lost on a different <laughs> It's okay. We,
0: we, this is Tangent City. Yeah. Uh, tangent so, interview. Yeah. That's no, okay.
1: No, this is an important story because I was really nervous because mm. I had to, first of all, cross the male-female boundary. Like a dude is going to try to talk semi-familiarly with you (laughs) and treat you like a fucking person and not a cardboard (laughs) cutout. So that's going to be weird. That's weird one. Weird two is the race or ethnicity thing, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. That's second. Third is why am I bothering you on your job? You're just trying to do your fucking job. So to really talk to her, I have to bother her extra on her job. And maybe that's why I don't talk to most strangers. I don't want to bother them extra.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, there's a certain level of, like... I know they're like, bothered. Yeah, I'm you, bothered. Well, that could even be seen as being polite to somebody. Exactly. To, to not necessitate extra conversation unless it's a nice uh, sort of interaction with you, you know? Yeah. Um. Unfortunately, a lot of times, just out there in the public, you run into total assholes. Yeah. So,
1: So in accordance with this Benny Lewis program, I had a script memorized, and the script was basically had three segments, three acts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Man, okay, so your project goes into pretty uh, deep detail.
1: Well, yeah, this is how I live my life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're a total head case. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to be prepared for every eventuality, like you're the fucking Terminator or something. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> okay, so by I the know way, that's exaggerating a little bit, but... By the
1: way, we have to talk about hypnotism because I just learned hypnotism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll write it down. <laughs> All right. uh, I do have something I wanted to bring up later. That's a personal and meant for off mic. So okay, that's what I wrote okay. down
1: earlier. But uh, hypnotism might be for off mic too. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Um. So anyway, I overcome my own nerves. You know, it's so weird just to break frame. Yeah. You just get nervous when you break frame. But
0: by the way, we still haven't made it out of St. Louis, and we're talking about a trip to Mexico. <laughs> no, it's okay.
1: We have plenty of time, don't we?
0: <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. Dude. Um, I'm not going to time not to you like I would Jimmy every you st-
1: week. You still have coffee, so we're good.
0: Oh, I have so much coffee. I we, still have a whole
1: cup. We can even take a smoke break at some point if needed.
0: Absolutely. I mean, this thing, this is like a capsule in time. It I, yeah. I can kind of make it whatever I want to make it.
1: <laughs> How's the herb treating you?
0: Oh, very nice. I've go, go, got a go, time code go, go. for that. No idea. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, you don't have to cut that out. Man- I've never cut it out before. Your fucking manager's not listening to this. As long as I don't share this with friends I work with, I'll be fine.
0: Yeah, I I actually tend to sh- uh, share these to my friends on social media. Nothing beyond that. My social media that is. And the rule should be
1: of- just don't make friends with people you work with, and then you're fine because the two worlds are separate.
0: <laughs> I to tell you the truth, Jordan, I uh, talk to at work as few people as possible. Well, even actually,
1: though- I have a lot of friends at work, but I will not be social media with friends with them because then I can't share non-work safe material sure not like safe. ns what is it not safe for nsfw
0: yes nsfw uh yeah. yeah my my social media only goes to people that i wanted to go to um some of that does include family so there's a concern there but, so hold on
1: we got to dial it back okay what, let's I'm bring sorry. it on back before i forget we got to dial it back so what i was saying was there was three acts to the conversation
0: we were going to go back there eventually. Yeah, but, but yeah. I was I <laughs> yeah. felt like
1: I was yeah. going to lose it. So <laughs> the first act is hello, and that's a two that's a in thinking in computer code terms, that's just a two line exchange, you know, it's two lines of code, blah 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 blah, mm-hmm. you know, like yes. fi- Final Fantasy NPC style. Yes. Um so you say hello and then the middle part was a uh, oh, hold on, let me remember that. Oh, learning her name and telling her my name. So that's a more complex computer code because that could go either way because if she asked my name unbidden, I would have to know the form of the question and then know the answer to go back. Mm-hmm. But if she said nothing, I needed to ask her her name and then to also listen to the response um, if she wanted to know mine. You see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, you had to be prepared for the eventuality of how much detail she's going to need from you and where the conversation could
1: go. So that's the fat part of the computer script. That's the most complex part. And then another bookend, the third act, is not complex at all. It's another two lines. Well, whenever the conversation is over, no matter what happens, I will say, mucho gusto, pleased to meet you. Which I don't know if I had that for the right gender. It doesn't matter and she would respond with the same or an approximate of the same and then we would go our separate ways so that was goodbye basically
0: is get, that a common goodbye in uh spanish
1: well it's a pleased to meet you it's very polite you know you could just say adios and you're just a stranger you mm. know but you try to compliment you know <laughs> but know.
0: if it's a drunkard on the street you're not going to be like mucho gusto hey yeah,
1: you might you <laughs> might if you're trying to get him to calm down oh sure yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. hey what's up buddy <laughs>
0: Yeah, that would be something I would look.
1: The, did you eat the worm?
0: I that would be something I would look into as far as far as like speaking on the street. What would be a way to put some spice on it, or yeah. what would be a way to just say the smallest amount possible to move? Or the, you
1: say the wrong thing and it triggers a bunch of guys with teardrop tattoos on their eyes that's like, what
0: that's what the common american is afraid of hey, when they go down there is that they're so, just going to run into everyone with person tattoos on their face i saw
1: one guy by the subway stop above ground so this is where it pours out above ground but it still it's the subway stop and i saw one dude that was completely tatted up with face tattoos and everything and i'm like i just kind of looked at him i'm like what's up dude <laughs> you know like, how
0: close in proximity were you to this person
1: I don't know, maybe six feet diagonal (laughs) as we passed, you know, like on the on the street.
0: That's uh, okay. So that's all. I don't want to go too much further into that guy in specific, (laughs) but I love that that image is something you distinctively remember. Oh, for
1: sure, it was uh, it was burned into my mind. Like, whoa, you know, you know, it's it's pulling on all those uh, strings of the stereotypes, Uh you know, and it's like, well, those strings are probably useful. This guy has made very very committed decisions in his life and one is to tattoo his face the options here are
0: <laughs> <laughs> criminal right rock star third one death worshiper or uh, devil worshiper damn it I messed that up yeah
1: but you <laughs> you cut yourself from off from a lot of the job market when you're a devil worshiper
0: well uh, quick aside on that in specific my former uh apartment um Neighbor, she, uh, at the place I'm currently at, she assumed that I worship the devil because I have the Iron Maiden tattoo on mm. my back. Actually, I actually have two, like, demon things on my back. And yeah. she definitely thought that I worship Satan, me and Lindsay Bull. Yeah. And that we burn incense in our house. and that <laughs> Dude, I burn incense here. We, well, that would we not be d- that big a deal. We did also cut that lamb's throat. But she, the, my neighbor, was was adjoining it with that I also worship Satan plus, because of my tattoos.
1: So Yeah, but plus that lamb was kind of a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so, I mean, you can't get that upset. You know, I know very few Bible stories, so we're not going to get into that I here. just want to thank you
1: for bringing over such a nice bronze pan. It's hard to get bronze
0: these <laughs> days. So I brought some you. myrrh as well. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> uh, not the frankincense. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so let's interest- let's fast forward a little bit. Hold let's- on. Yeah,
1: let's fast forward. So interesting bookend to that story okay. of it going well in the Mexican restaurant is my first real conversation. You know, past the airport test. Yep. I had to talk to the cab driver a little bit. That was but that was just basically like Uber took care of that. You know, like, he knew where I was going. I didn't have to say anything about that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. No, you know what details to leave in. I trust you. So when
1: we first got there, the Airbnb owner met us there, or a friend of the Airbnb owner met us there. This guy, I can't remember his name. I want to say it was Carlos. It probably wasn't, but...
0: That's usually it, how that works is, like, you were arrange something with the person who's... Yeah. ...who's yeah, yeah, yeah. renting out the room to you. Yeah, because or... they got
1: to give you the key initially, but once they give you the key, that's about it, you know, and they show you how shit works. So one thing he had to show me that was really interesting when we got to this uh, apartment, which it was a super nice apartment, The whole living room was one big window on one side that opened up on the street. So you just, you know, he had light the whole day coming through, and the whole busy street was like your background soundtrack.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds like a really nice uh, Airbnb. How much, actually, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much exactly was it?
1: It was about equal to the plane tickets. So I want to say that the plane tickets ended up being... No, it wasn't equal to the plane tickets. It was cheaper. I want to say it was like six hundred bucks for or, uh, ten days.
0: For ten days, it's
1: like Motel Six prices. Yeah, this yeah. Not... I would say that's about comparatively. Exactly. Speaking. That's yeah. when I. That's the whole point. Is when I found the out these prices, I was like, "This is the same as a road trip. This is the bill you would get for a road trip with gas and hotels and all that. It, it just evens out." and then if you control yourself you you know you just go out to restaurants every now and then but you're there for 10 days so go to the grocery store also you know don't go hog wild but sure. for 10 days you can survive in Mexico City
0: and, and and you mentioned earlier didn't the exchange rate didn't hurt things at all you know no like, it, it,
1: some things were equal cost okay. like it, it seems like alcohol was you know on the border of equal cost fancy dining was on the border of equal cost you know okay Um, But a lot of things were cheaper. Good food, just soul food, kind of Mexican soul food type food, street food, was cheap as hell.
0: Yeah, um... I, I, that's another thing I would have to visually take in what the place looks like before I would trust whether to eat from a street on, no, on I was,
1: that's the thing. I'm doing it either way. I'm getting street food. Yeah. You don't understand. I'm there to live it up. <laughs> I am no, there to mix with whatever the hell is going d- on. I
0: understand what you're saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying like, I'm giving my perspective on what it would be like to be in your shoes at that yeah. point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If it was me, that's, and I feel like there's a big, significant portion of the population that would also have to, like, take a, take a second, definitely look, uh, survey the options you have yeah. in, in said food area. Yeah. I mean, that's something you do in everyday life anyway, though. Like, before you eat at a freaking Chick-fil-A, you take a look well, around and s- see, like, how... I still did it, but the cool thing about street food how is looks- you can
1: see them making it. Yeah. So you're like, eh, if they're not that worried about it, I'm not that worried about it. However, here's the deal. I was worried about water because that's the thing that they always say. And I'm like, look, there's a percentage of the population in America that could be fine. But I don't want to test if I'm in that percentage of population. I want to have a vacation.
0: Did you get some shots to take care of that? Did they do that?
1: No, it's not about shots. It's just about the drinking water. You know, like if you're susceptible to certain organisms, you know. Well yeah but you're gonna have a bad time. So you gonna gonna have have a bottle a water, time. do they have uh options? Bottle water is like a very popular item there. Every store sells these giant square like multi liter jugs of water. Okay. So they're square, so they just stack up like blocks. Yep. And um which is perfect because that's what I needed. As soon as I got there, I was like, "We need to do dishes. We need to." It's like camping. Make sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I'm out to hunt for water. Yep. So I go to Seven <laughs> Eleven because I, you know, I look up on a map. Like these apps help so much. Like I used Google Translate in the museum. Yeah. And stuff like that in the airport. Um, I used the map app extensively. I used Uber. It it was great. So,
0: question, Quick question about the Seven Eleven. Yeah, is it translated on the sign when when you see it? No, I no, <laughs> it's it not It's just, it was, just the numbers.
1: It was just the, the brand logo, but yeah. then everything inside is obviously in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. But
0: okay, so it says.
1: It just says it's Seven Eleven like you. It see says here.
0: siete Once everywhere.
1: Yeah, the Mitsubishi <laughs> symbol <laughs> doesn't great. change when they bring it over to America. No, and I, three I, I knew that three the Seven
0: Eleven sign is going to be the same. But I, mean, I mean, like on on things around, nobody in a Seven Eleven has to be like, "Welcome to Seven you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you are going to hear that. But uh, so
1: I go up and I have to do the whole exchange in Spanish. And yep. first of all, I got some Mexican beer, which I am like. I know this is available some of these flavors in the states, but I am going all out because I'm drinking all this canned Mexican beer. Hell yeah, that's what I'm here for. So I get a bunch of Mexican beer, I get some sandwiches for dinner because we had landed, you know, and finally got to the place in the late late evening. And so I got some Seven Eleven sandwiches, and I got a big jug of water, a giant jug that we could all drink glasses of water out of in the cube. Yeah, a big cube. Was it
0: in their cooler?
1: I think it was like 2 or 3 liter. It might have been even bigger than that. It might have been 5 liter.
0: Well, uh, if it's super popular, do they have like both options? It's
1: in the cooler and
0: and in the store I don't
1: recall this size being in the cooler It's okay. kind of too big they know you're bringing this back to your house to do multiple things with
0: well you can't ha- you can't make ice in your fridge either like you don't want to risk that either so no, well you just use trays you just okay pour well, yeah, in that trays makes sense. And so you pour, so, I so go- you have to take the cube home yeah. <laughs> to the apartment put in the ice cubes and then you have to wait for the ice cubes <laughs> All right,
1: dude. It's I don't get
0: into super detail, but I—that's a detail that I this like. This
1: isn't exactly the third world when that's your <laughs> <No>. biggest problem.
0: <laughs> no, and I understand that it's definitely a first world problem. I'm just yeah. saying, like. I like that you have to do. You have to you go do, that, to yeah. the trouble you to do, do you, that.
1: You have to. You have to have the metacognitive level of thinking about all these problems while you're negotiating this new society. So, so that, there's a whole bunch of like so rules u-
0: you have to set up in your brain for yeah. yourself. Like take these extra precautions. So Uber gets us <laughs> like there.
1: Uber gets us there. Carlos yeah. gives us the keys and the gist of the place. Oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you. The one thing is, if you want hot water. The hot water heater is on the balcony. Okay. And you know what happens on the balcony? The pilot light gets blown out all the time. Really? So I had to learn how to light this pilot light. Yeah. And so that's like one of my first interactions. I'm all frayed from travel, and he's like, learn how to light this pilot light. And I'm like-
0: this is too complicated. <laughs> like, I mean, listen, you paying for an Airbnb instead of a hotel. Which so I totally appreciate because I learned how to light
1: the pilot light. But at the time, it was just like, man, Airbnb is an adventure because <laughs> this is strange.
0: Yeah, I had my pilot light go out of the trailer I was renting and I didn't know anything about...
1: Well, I know Um, how to light them, but it's weird to think of it being, you know, that susceptible to being blown out constantly.
0: Yeah, yeah. you know,
1: because normally when my pilot light goes out, I just look it up to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Yep, that's what I thought. Boom, you know, oh not boom like that. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) That's the kind. Those are the the stakes. Those (laughs) are the stakes. And I don't want to be the one in charge of those stakes. That's the that's what this guy is like. Hey,
1: here are some Mexican gas lines. (laughs) You're going to have to be out here all the time.
0: Wow, that that is a crazy thing to have happen on your trip, dude.
1: But otherwise, the apartment was very nice. Very nice. So anyway, I go down to the 7-Eleven to get the water and the beer and everything and the sandwiches. And it's my first time to test another script. And this is the convenience store script. And this is like a college-age dude behind the counter. So he's like hip and young. You know? He's like
0: Olivato.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he's just chilling. Boom, boom, boom. There's maybe a little beat behind. Him. Boom,
0: boom, boom, boom. Oh man, if he was listening to Dre, that would be amazing. In my in my head, he is, but it's a it's a Mexican version. Of, oh,
1: of it's Dre. definitely the me- <laughs> the lyrics are going to be in Spanish for sure. Yeah,
0: you need, no, that's a. I love the the pictures are painting in my head right now. Yeah. Okay, keep going. You're, right. So you're talking to the Mexican clerk, dude.
1: And uh, I go into my script about, like, hola, you know, and I forgot to ask how much. First uh, word, hola. Yeah, I forgot to ask how much. Oh, quanto. How much. Um, And there's just, like, a flashing how much on the <laughs> yeah, register. Yeah, you don't even have to ask him. He's like, yeah. Duh. And I think he says the number, and I, like, repeat the number. It's, like, a very... <laughs> much textbook and he's just laughing at me <laughs> you know? oh
0: that's great
1: and uh and then i notice or no i don't notice but he switches into english he goes where are you from you know i don't notice he switches into english and i go estados <laughs> oh, unidos united keep going. states
0: <laughs> so did he call you on it after that did he say? The, yeah this, the very next thing he said was okay buddy <laughs> and then like I walked away like a zombie because I'm just in this script and I'm like oh dude I totally blew <laughs> that yeah no like- that's you that's you not being like the guy on the travel channel you yeah know? exactly you. <laughs> so it was the but it was the next test case then I failed this particular
1: test case. But I passed it many times after that because I learned from my failure.
0: Sometimes I feel like that, even just talking to my boss, like having to go up to him and say yeah. something about what's happening. That's ab- abnormal about tonight, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't really have to talk to him that much. But sometimes I feel like that when I talk to people, I'm like, uh, you know, even today at getting my haircut, yeah, it was like this whole thing. You got to tell them a story. Well, you're so
1: disoriented, especially when you're in a, f- a foreign culture and you try to use this. L- weak muscle this (laughs) language muscle
0: you think this guy's a skateboarder too Did he look like a like you said he looked like a hip young teenager he might have
1: (laughs) been racing fast cars he might have been that you know like everything i've ever (gasps) earned in my life goes to a fast car you think they have
0: drifting in mexico
1: i think they have more dangerous stuff than that in (laughs) In mexico yeah Yeah. totally but like pinatas in specific
0: (laughs) do they drift cars like in i don't know i don't know (laughs) They probably, you didn't witness any. We'll just say that. They probably have. In a, you probably would have seen that in, on Cherokee, I was going to say, they
1: probably have a gear shift that's yeah. a headless chicken, and wish, they just uh, grab
0: it by the feet, and they're like... See what time it is. A
1: little Santeria mixed. So continue with... Or, I mean, not Santeria, a little Aztec belief mixed in there. So Oh, can us Hey, can we take a break and then just come back and talk about the Aztecs? Good to be back, Chris
0: i I you know, I have a bad back, so I just like to be back in that sense. Right. I don't like to have a back because mine always hurts all the time.
1: <laughs> so you're actually uh not glad to be
0: a back. then. <laughs> uh I definitely don't want to play any backgammon.
1: You're glad you're very upfront.
0: I definitely don't like. <laughs> I don't like Nickelback.
1: You like being more of the front, then, right?
0: Yeah, you. You didn't go uh, to any concerts while you're in Mexico City, did you? Hmm, see, how, see how? See I brought us back to Mexico well, City. Well,
1: <laughs> I did have a guy that played guitar on the bus, and he played it for a good long while. Is and that We uh, all tipped him. La guitarra. Yeah, that's it. <laughs>
0: See, uh, this, as you were talking about earlier, like, some of the words law. are the same. I don't know if
1: it's law, but it's, uh... I think it
0: is a female, the female, uh, version of that. Probably.
1: I didn't learn that word, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, you couldn't say guitar to the guy that was playing guitar.
1: I still remember <laughs> a bunch of the words I learned, though, which is fun.
0: You recognize any songs he played?
1: Um, no. They were all new, and it was glorious, you know, to just hear something very present moment, you know, like, this is what, oh, this is what's happening, like, I'm... <laughs> I'm not, I don't have a choice, <laughs> and this is it.
0: Alternatively, when I was in uh, Disney World, one of the only vacations I've ever taken, mm-hmm. um, on the bus they played a reggae version of Under the Sea. That's lovely. <laughs> and it was very nice. And my mom was entertained by the fact that I loved the version of the song so much, and I commented on it to her. She, she laughed at me, actually. <laughs> you want to hear something
1: funny? Sure. So when I got out of boot camp, now boot camp sucked,
0: when you are in prison, it's prison. I, I would venture to say that boot camp might be the reason that a lot of people don't just join the military.
1: Yeah, it's prison. Yeah, you go through two months of being in prison, and again, you are not getting raped in the
0: shower or anything. No, right? but but you do get yelled at a lot, especially if you fuck up something. And there could uh, be
1: fights. You know, you never know. There are fights with the inmates. Okay, so, um, but the point is, when I got out, I went on a direct flight to submarine school. In in Connecticut. Okay. So I leave Chicago to go to Connecticut, and I'm on the plane in uniform, of course, and they have a headphone jack, and it's like if you plug into the headphone jack, you can listen to music. Mm. I haven't been able to listen to music in two months. How crazy is that to think of?
0: Yeah, no, I don't know what that would be like. You, you
1: I've, It's part of prison, man.
0: I, I, I've talked to Keith a little bit about it uh, sort of around the time when it happened yeah. that he went, and... Like, he also mentioned that it's not quite like it is in Full Metal Jacket.
1: No, it's not but, that harsh. It's not that harsh. But it it they, can be. It can be.
0: Yeah, but the concept behind it is to break you down, to make you a soldier yeah. first and foremost.
1: Which I'm fine with. I'm totally fine with sure. that.
0: Sure, and that's why people like you do join. Yeah. <laughs> so. so um, uh, but anyway, the first
1: song I heard when I plugged into the airplane <laughs> headphone jack was Zip. Biddy doo da zippity a! <laughs> my oh my, what a wonderful day! <laughs> and it's like coming out of boot camp. What a great song! I'm free. You know, you couldn't have uh, put a better uh, cartoon song to it. And then the next song. Now, keep in mind, I'm on my way to submarine school. Is under the sea.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's, that's fantastic. So, uh, um,
1: not only did I not forget that, I bought the Disney album yeah. that both those songs are on.
0: Well, honestly, hearing Zippity-Doo-Dah, which I'm going to only assume is the name of the song, it might be something totally out there. Yeah, I'm pretty there. sure
1: it's zippity doo Uh,
0: It's almost like a movie. Like yeah. You would see that of it, it, because mm-hmm. it's such a dichotomy to what you had just previously experienced. Like yeah. It's the total opposite feeling... Coming from that song, then what?
1: And it's the first music
0: I get to hear. Right. (laughs) So it makes an impression.
1: So, uh, where were we? Oh, so I was saying we should probably talk about
0: the Aztecs. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, so you teased the Aztecs before. So
1: Mexico City is on the site of the old Aztec capital city. So it's the exact same place on planet Earth. And before I went down there, I wanted to know something about the history because, of course, remember, I'm doing a project you know and uh, so I listened to this five part series I think it was five parts it might have been three parts but I think it was five from Daniele Bellelli, that history podcaster he's kind of like Dan Carlin but he's an Italian uh, professor okay so he did a five part series on the conquest of Mexico by Cortez and everything and so I got to learn way more than I ever knew about this whole, you know, like, what went down in this Aztec city. So, of course, when I get there, I'm amped to see it. So, one of the first things we do is we go to... I think it's called La Plaza, Mexico, but this might be a different district. We did go to La Plaza, Mexico. But um, next door was this district that had, like, a Spanish cathedral. But... I think like 40 or 50 years ago, they had discovered the ruins of the old Aztec Temple. And since then, they've dug, they had to tear down some Spanish buildings, but they dug out around it, so now you can go down in it and walk around in between some of the pyramid levels, you know, that still remain, that weren't torn down. And uh, you go in there, and you get to see, like, the different spots where they, like, I saw the stone where on the one of like the third iterations of the temple that's where they were cutting people's heads off and it was still there it was still preserved and it was all dug out and so it was just me and Conan walking around you know and it's super hot outside the sun is burning and there's uh desert plants and cacti and shit like that around and then there's this old ruin where it's got like carved out skulls and everything
0: yeah it uh in a place like in a place like this um is there other touristy people around or is Yeah, it... there are other people around. Okay. Um Is it in a place like that is it sort of like a somber Mood in the in the uh, area is it is it is it actually indoors or is it outdoors? It's uh so. ha- it's half indoors half outdoors. Okay, so they built around it. Well, yeah.
1: What it what it you have is the excavation, which you have to walk through outdoors because it's an excavation. Okay, <clears throat> but they have a lot of uh, scaffolding and tarps over it to protect it, mm-hmm. so it has an indoor feeling. Okay, But then also they have a museum attached where they have a bunch of the treasures excavated, you know, are on display inside. Like this huge emblem of one of the female gods, uh, goddess, I guess, of the Aztec um, hierarchy. There's this giant stone wheel. And, like, I remember looking at it on the Internet and being like, wow, that's cool, you know. And then when I saw it in person, I was like, that's so much better bigger than i could have ever imagined you know what just seeing a picture on the internet
0: oh yeah when i mean when you go it was to, totally
1: worth it being there
0: yeah when you go to places that are totally different than you you've only seen either on tv or now in today's age on your phone or whatever yeah it's always more fulfilling to see that sort of thing in person
1: so here's the best story, though. So okay. we went there, and that that was a lot of fun. The other thing that was fun about it was they were having a recreation dance and festival. So descendants of Aztecs were dressed just like they would have been during Aztec times. Wow. And they were burning, like I don't know, sage and shit and <laughs> yeah. dancing with their different instruments and bells and drums and everything. So talk about, you know, atmosphere Yeah, being
0: ripe you for You weren't it. there like on Day of
1: the Dead or something, were you? No, but it might, it felt like it because just yeah. in that one spot, they were doing a festival. Yeah. <clears throat> and there was this one, uh, I was going to get blessed by a voodoo priest and kind of wouldn't let me. <laughs> it was a voodoo priest or a priestess, I can't remember, but kind of wouldn't let me. <laughs>
0: Well, so, uh, I mean, I feel like that's an okay call. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like,
1: I just wanted to go for the experience. You know? right, like, right, 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 right. I don't really think that the voodoo is going to get cast on me. But
0: well, that's the thing is like, if you believe in it, does that give it more power?
1: Probably, but I didn't believe in it, so I wasn't worried about it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, we had that whole experience, and then-
0: Is this day one? still no
1: i we're not going through a series of days but oh, this, okay yeah yeah, this yeah. was early so we i we've settled down, but this was early in the uh in the week if it wasn't day two it was day three okay so after that somewhere later in the vacation I had planned to take us to Teotihuacan, which is like you have to drive out into rural Mexico and it's like a national park mm-hmm so imagine doing that here. You know, if you're going to go to a state park in the middle of nowhere, you're going to drive way out there.
0: How, how, uh, how long of a drive was it
1: over an hour? Okay. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, when you could kind of compare it to everyday life, like just an hour drive is really not that big of a deal, but, but you just have to but account a, for what the road is like to get there. I was going to
1: say in a foreign culture that yeah. you're getting way off home base. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 And and it might have been more than an hour correct me so if i'm wrong but mexico city is
0: one of the largest cities in the
1: is the largest city. okay that's what yeah, i thought yeah, yeah. so there's actually not a lot that are as big as it
0: how downtown area compared to surrounding how, what
1: just as kick-ass as any yeah. major american city i've seen
0: okay so is there a lot of tall buildings in the downtown area or is it yeah
1: there's a ton Sweet. Yeah, okay. so it is, but it there's is a sprawling
0: a, sort of urban area that surrounds it. Of course, it has the
1: same population as New York.
0: Okay, wow, that yeah, yeah that is a big it, ass it, city. <laughs> it's huge, dude. And yeah. it's
1: clogged with traffic, and it's always yeah. a buzz. So yeah, it's a major major city.
0: Is it hard to get around driving? Did, or did you actually drive? To we that place?
1: Ubered, and the funny thing is, I it made me into a more aggressive driver because yeah. they drive super aggressive down there. I'm like, oh, you can get away with all that.
0: Well, yeah, there. Like, <laughs>
1: no, like you can just well, people don't sure. do it here. Yeah, I mean, so well, like I was at Walmart one time, and I'm like, that's enough space for me to get through. Just so they expect me to not go through. Here I go. <laughs> you know, and as
0: long as you get through, there's no problem. Yeah, and you know? the
1: lady's face in the window was like, ha! Oh. And I just remember thinking, <laughs> if this was if this was Mexico City, that's par for the course. <laughs> Baby
0: Yeah You run in Like we said earlier You run into assholes Yeah here yeah, and yeah. there
1: <laughs> Well she was an asshole For the way she was stopped In the middle of the street Sure and, She's so, being
0: overly defensive Driving You took the offense You're like I know I can get through there yeah. So you did
1: No harm no foul Right <laughs> <laughs> So anyway We're an hour outside Hour or more Outside of Mexico City To this place called Teotihuacan In now, a park In a giant Archaeological site amazing yeah the size of a, like a national park or whatever yeah and um the pyramids are standing but the, th- the crazy thing is this is older than the aztec pyramids the aztecs stumbled upon this place and were like who built this
0: wow so it's what that's amazing i never knew that little tidbit about that i thought it was all from the same era you know what i mean like the stuff they've uncovered in the city is sort of around the same era it's like they got the idea how many years previous do they estimate oh i don't remember it was more than hundreds i would say yeah i mean if i was going to guess like at least a thousand or something probably yeah
1: or it might have been in between 500 and a thousand but still
0: that's forever I, yeah, I don't know much about it. When you're a
1: hunter-gatherer type people, or, uh, you know, subsistence farming type people.
0: Yeah. I don't know much about it beyond what Jimmy has told me, which is nothing because he knows nothing yeah, about he, it. Yeah, but I know a ton now. Yeah, of course. But So, so you, you we guys enjoyed there. your experience there, though? Is there anything, oh, any so people they, you ran into
1: there that... Here's the craziest thing. So one fact I learned from that history show was that the steps of those things, they're built so steep because when they cut the heart out of the person or however they kill them, they th- throw the body and it's supposed to slide down. Wow, like all the way to the bottom. I that's pretty dramatic. Oh yeah, that's you know what I mean
0: about as dramatic as you could get.
1: So the here's the cool thing we discovered when we were there. This was the coolest part of being there. So Conan and I climbed the temple of the Sun. We're like we're walking all the way up this thing and that's not an easy walk like it's a little exhausting Mm -hmm. not terrible but a little exhausting to it's like hiking up a really really steep hill you know to walk up the steps of course so we walk up the steps and around it has landings because it's kind of like a step pyramid and so it has these landings where you can walk and it's like the size of a village street or something you know around the base because this thing's huge yeah um so we're walking along and we're on one of the upper ones so we're like maybe one or two levels from getting to the top. And before we got there, I told Heidi I was going to let out my barbaric yawp, (laughs) that line from Dead Poets Society from Walt Whitman.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 okay.
1: (laughs) And so I get up, and she's like, please don't. And so Heidi and Conda are down. They're under some trees in the shade at the base of this pyramid. And now it's like being in a helicopter, you're looking down, you know, and it's just dots you know, the trees are dots.
0: And wow. Everything. Yeah. that it, I mean, as you said, like seeing it in person, yeah, that, that kind of stuff is way bigger than I pictured in my head. So I didn't think that people were like that small when you were looking down. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so for my barbaric yop, I let out like a Ric Flair woo.
0: <laughs> oh wow.
1: And here's what I didn't realize. The place they built these ruins was in like a bowl. If you looked around at all the hills and mountains, because Mexico city is a very mountainous place. We were in a, a bowl-shaped valley okay, in between all these mountains. Wow. So that's the perfect conditions for an echo. So when I Ric Flair wooed, it echoed across the entire valley. Like, it was loud. Because acoustically, it just captured it and took it. And so later when I went down, I asked Kanda. I was like, did you hear me woo? And she's like, oh, yeah, clear as day. (laughs) So the realization is... When they were killing people up there, the screams echoed through the entire fucking valley.
0: That's pretty intense.
1: I would have never thought that before, but imagine living in a place where you're like, I'm not even going to that fucking, you know, uh, weird ass torture ritual. You know, like you're an Aztec that doesn't even believe in it, you're a non believer, and you still got to hear the screams.
0: Yeah, man, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty amazing. I never like, I guess I didn't really even think about the ge- the geography of the place in relation to the pyramid before, you know, that's, yeah. I, I do know like the pyramid, the great pyramids of Giza or whatever, uh, all the photos that you see are taken from one side. And if you turn the opposite way, they've built up a city around it that they never yeah. show in the pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's. Like a crime-ridden <laughs> city, it's a tourist trap. Totally down. built on yeah. the tourists, you know. Um, but the so,
1: cool thing about this place being out in the country is it didn't have that right by it.
0: It's a national park, yeah. So they it stops people from doing that shit.
1: And we had to walk far, and I met uh, I met a guy from Slovenia, yeah, Slovenia, and he was like, "You don't even know where Slovenia is." You're right, and in fact, I got it confused with Estonia. Yeah. And he was really offended. <laughs> oh no! But he was a cool younger guy. Do they so have a
0: rivalry with Estonia? Uh, no, but
1: he was a cool younger guy, and I think he worked for like BMW or something like I that. I mean,
0: is it, isn't not it generally known that Americans like aren't great about geography? That's why he them? was just laughing at me. Oh, okay. He was la- he. So he took he, it. Not yeah. So no, he didn't take personally. it bad at all.
1: In fact, we had a lovely little chat. Okay. <laughs> in the middle of Pyramid Land, where there's freaking demon head sculptures yeah. you know and these crazy aztec gods and goddesses shows and,
0: you the power of those kind of places still to this day people go yeah. to them yeah. to see them in person because they like, there's something about that energy I, i'll say like it was that awesome. attracts people you it
1: know? was all aw- it was it was awe-inspiring for sure
0: yeah i mean even even the the mounds right across the river here in illinois like mm-hmm. uh you know there's people go to those yeah. And it's just to see something that's so um different but it's from our past so it draws us. Well what's neat to see too is like how hard
1: it was then and then if you have that understanding from seeing it, you can come back to like the basement we're sitting in now and you're like, This is amazing. This is amazing compared to like the how the average person lived back then. Right. You're like, I'm a king amongst kings <laughs> We really, our society really is a king amongst kings. We got yeah, it. Some pretty kings good. are way higher than others, right? But we're all pretty much kings when you look back at right <laughs> two thousand years ago. Go fuck yourself.
0: <laughs> so, a place since we're pretty far into this podcast, I want to make sure we get this in, mm-hmm. and we had discussed the other day about the Mexican wrestling uh, that you went to actually go and see. Mm-hmm. So in Mexico city, uh, as, as we previously mentioned, largest city in the country, uh, it is, has a thriving Lucha Libre. Yes. It uh, does. <laughs> and it's, it's the kind of the epicenter of that entire sort of subset of wrestling in general. Um, I've actually, I can't remember the names of, the two different documentaries I watched on Netflix, like maybe a year ago, they were both super informative about that culture and the Mm -hmm. way that they bring these guys up. They kind of mentor uh, kids basically. You know what I mean? They raise them up in this system and then they go and wrestle at places like you visited, which is maybe the most famous, the most famous, uh, Mexican wrestling arena in the world?
1: Yeah, I would think so. I think it's called Arena Mexico. Yeah, if yeah. I remember correctly. So right. That's a that's a pretty national name.
0: And I I want to say it's Triple A that run out of there. Yeah, um, it
1: probably is Triple A. But here's the thing about it that I thought was interesting. Well, I can say two things I thought it was interesting about it.
0: Well, kind of kind of paint the picture of actually like go the process of going there. Sort of. I want to see. I want to kind of feel what it's like in there and what the environment is and the kind of people you interact with in that
1: all right so give me a second let me start with something else first okay totally so in my project planning because i was thinking about everything from language to airbnb to this that and the other um i shortlisted a few different things i wanted to do and i wanted to do some major things Lucha Libre being one of them. Like if you're going to be in Mexico, you come back and you say you went to Lucha Libre. That's much more fun than saying you didn't.
0: And honestly, for even the like least knowledgeable wrestling fan, that's sort of like just on the outskirts of it and has experienced it and knows how good it can be when it's mm-hmm. good. uh That's a bucket list sort of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. To see something so renowned. Uh, in the wrestling culture and in, in entertainment in general. Like, yeah. you know, for their culture, that's like sort of the peak of entertainment.
1: Okay, well, I think the peak of entertainment, from my perspective, was something I wanted a little more. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that was also on the short list, and that was bullfighting.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I guess I didn't really think about I didn't take that into account, but yeah, you're right.
1: One of my favorite novels is by Ernest Hemingway, and it's heavily about bullfighting, and so I'm like, Man, there's two places on the planet where it's still legal, basically, Spain and Mexico. And those will probably go away shortly. So what an homage to Ernest Hemingway to go see one of the last, you know, shows when it's during its last decade or two sure. of being around. Um, and most people will be like, oh, that's cruel. And it's like, it's happening, bro. And <laughs> it's happening you know? yeah
0: no, I mean uh, I you know of course with it being as PC as it is now, you can't say anything bad about an animal they're like they're like Here, children you here's know?
1: what it here's what it comes down to. are they treating the animal terribly? Yes, does that mean this guy is not brave as fuck no <laughs> this guy's clearly brave as fuck like an a giant beast is trying to kill him in a dirt ring, yeah. And I don't care what handicaps he puts on the bull; it's still a bull.
0: Yeah, and we, we still have rodeos here everywhere every yeah. weekend of the year because so. it's dangerous. Yeah, and
1: you know that the dude could easily get skewered. You but know? more
0: importantly, it's super entertaining for us to just sit there and watch. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and I just and, and it got fantasized and fetishized uh-huh. by Ernest Hemingway to me. So I'm like, I'm going to go to that. Turns out their season, they have it like a sports season. Okay. Is in the fall.
0: Oh, wow. So, wow. It, I mean, I didn't really think about that they would take that big of a break between doing it, but maybe the guys just don't want to get hurt. Or maybe you can't tolerate a year's worth of it. You got to
1: cheer it, and then go back to being peaceful for a little while. You can't be like Bloodlust,
0: you mm-hmm, know. Right.
1: Hero fights the dragon every day of the year. Yeah, and maybe,
0: maybe
1: the Aztecs could have taken a lesson from a bullfighter or two. Well, maybe they did have a season. Maybe fall was heads a-rolling. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: when the blood moon is up, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if they get the blood harvest moon Harvest time. Now, where are we supposed to harvest? Crops or people? Hmm. Let's go with people for now. No, I don't want to know.
1: We don't. We can't risk
0: missing. Let's do both. I, let's do both. <laughs> Bill, I'm not sure I'm ready to integrate that. Yeah. Maybe we should just stick with heads rolling for now. So let's not but, let's like get ahead of ourselves, Bill. <laughs> La
1: Plaza, Mexico. No, not La Plaza, Mexico. not Arena Mexico. Maybe it was Arena Mexico. Arena maybe.
0: Mexico is the name of the place that you went to see wrestling. Are at. you
1: sure? Yes. All right, it has another name. I can't remember it. Might yeah, be maybe. A, it might be La Plaza, Mexico. I can't remember. Anyway, it's a famous stadium, and the main thing of that stadium in its on-season is bullfighting. Okay. And so that's where I wanted to go. So it turns out in off-season, they every once in a while have one. So for like four months, I'm following them on Facebook every day, seeing if they have tickets for one when I'm going, you know. And they had events come up, but they weren't on the dates. And then another event would come up, and it wasn't on the dates. And finally, there was no event on the date, man.
0: Yeah. So I mean,
1: Lucha Libre got bumped way up the list.
0: Okay, yeah. I mean, you want to see something that's so in, in ingrained in their culture lucha wrestling is is gotta be up there and i know that i'm biased because i like wrestling but Mm -hmm. uh, i feel like even if you weren't a fan you you would go and see this spectacle because it's such it is that's generally what they're trying to put across is that it's so it's such an insane spectacle type of dance show right that it can be accepted by the general public as well so i think that's why it's more popular there honestly
1: Well, what's interesting about how popular it is, now keep in mind it's the biggest city, but they have a permanent indoor arena. Like, think of the blues on a small scale. Yeah, right. Like whatever the equivalent of minor league blues would be. Mm -hmm. Still, they've got that big a space, and it runs just like a stadium. You know, there's beer and beer cellars and food, but it's a little bit of a Mexican, you know, touch or just a cultural touch on the place so it's wrestling seven nights a week yeah yeah you don't have baseball
0: seven nights a week right so what tell me this what day of the week did you go sunday a sunday so i
1: think that's actually considered a slow day because fridays and saturdays are bigger okay so sunday would be small the smallest out of the three Sunday's it's a, like a
0: a weekend house show.
1: Yeah, it's like maybe families go and stuff. But, yeah, well, it, it had that house show kind of feel, except they're putting on the same product. Oh, yeah. Even if they don't have the names. Like, maybe the names do Friday and Saturday. But okay. they're still putting on the same product. People are selling the, the concessions. The ring girls are out there shaking their glorious booties. <laughs> <laughs> God bless them. Mexican people don't get caught up in all this PC shit yet. Yeah. So
0: do they have got, like, do they have like a, I, I, in my head, I'm picturing like big feather, uh, things coming off their they head and, did then, have, and then face
1: masks that are like sparkly. They did have not necessarily a sparkly face mask, but they did have the feather headdresses, the Aztec big giant okay. feathers. Some of the wrestlers did actually. Yeah. The women just came out and looked hot. And that was the funny thing about it. It's like. All right, so I've been labeled by certain people we know as a misogynist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, ring girls, though, th- th- you're supposed to appreciate them in that way.
1: You're not, be It's
0: not a- seen as a thing where like you're being weird because you're a male and there's a, a female out there strutting her stuff All or right, whatever. All right, let's
1: not be fucking kids about it. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Guys like to
1: look at girls and girls like to look at guys. And that's why they're there. Exactly. Or you acknowledge it and don't act on it or just enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. and things like that. Right. Like, um, yeah, that's basically
0: it. Maybe I it mean, is a product of an old time thing that used to happen, but it's no. it's there for a reason. No. It's you don't not, think it is? I, I just don't think people should be such pussies. Oh, I no, I'm with you on that. Guys, I'm just saying, like, it's a thing. It shouldn't be a thing that people even think twice about. No, here's the thing. If
1: you watch a rendition of Hercules save a princess, you want Hercules to be as buff as he possibly can. <laughs> right. And you want the princess to be as hot as she possibly can. Yeah.
0: Hence Hence Elizabeth and Macho Man.
1: If you go to wrestling, you're watching Hercules save the princess. Let's face it. So you should want beautiful women dancing while you see
0: macho men beating each other up what's the problem here I, no yeah i can't disagree i can't agree with you any more than i do <laughs> but the ring girl is dying profession man uh, yeah i'll i'll agree with you on that like they did it they used to do it during boxing i remember the ugly
1: that. girls are ruining it for everybody <laughs> <laughs> perhaps even concluding the beautiful women
0: well, see, the thing with, uh, and I'll just draw an example from the one people most know about, WWF or what, yeah. E now, uh, they specifically look for A's that can also wrestle now. So it's a very That's interesting smart. cross-section. It's a smart
1: strategy because yeah. then you can't be accused of being sexist because they're also a performer. Yeah. So, But in Mexico, they have no such illusions. So on the side of the ramp, the entry ramp, which is awesome, it can shoot fire, it can do all that stuff, you have three girls on one side, or it might have been four and four. Let's say four and four. Four girls on one side, four girls on the other. All skimpy outfits, super hot, dancing in unison as people run down the ramp. And it's like, hey, sexist or not, this is a, a- awesome
0: spectacle. <laughs> yeah, and the uh, I. I want to mention that the stage setup is all very professional. It's not like your small-time indie show. No, This not is a all. big built-up stage production. It's a permanent
1: location. Just right. think of it that way. Obviously, if you have a permanent location, it's going to be badass. They had a screen, a video screen that was huge. Yeah, it's very know. modern.
0: They have all the bells and whistles. Yeah.
1: Now, here's what was cool. The concessions were very interesting. Okay. So since being there, I could read the complete menu. And I had two choices, sopa or torta. And sopa means soup. And torta means a sandwich that's very specific the way they make it. A okay. torta, it's really good. They have, like, a special kind of bread, you know? And what would
0: you compare it to? Uh, like imagine, a piñata?
1: No, imagine <laughs> if uh, if a hot dog bun was a little... Crit- I didn't mean to say
0: piñata. What <laughs> yeah. does they mean? Uh pita pita bread (laughs)
1: that's what i meant (laughs) okay well it's not like that either so imagine uh a big bulky hamburger bun okay but the outside's a little crispier and it's elongated like a football which makes it extra big too
0: and what do they throw inside it just like random meats
1: (laughs) well they mostly throw inside it um cream cheese is very popular am i getting that right some kind of white Mexican cheese that strikes me of cream cheese, mm. um, or just any kind of cheese, but mostly that cool kind of tasting cheese. Okay, uh, meat, and then like shredded beef, or like it could be anything. Oh, okay. Save so tor- options. A torta is more like us saying sandwich. Sure. They're like, yeah, yeah. What kind? We know it has the cream cheesy thing or the cheesy thing. Yeah. We know it has jalapenos. I'm trying to think of the other thing. It wasn't tomatoes, I don't think.
0: See, I don't think I would get that because of the jalapenos. Like, I it, I, I don't okay. want to have to shit at a Mexican I love, arena.
1: I love jalapenos. So the point, well, sure. the point being, if you get it as street food, it's this delicious meat that they just made hot, you know, and you yeah. put it on, and the, the tort has this juicy thing, and you're pouring this, like, lime juice or salsa or whatever all over it. This, but,
0: this all sounds very delicious, I'm it's just going to say.
1: <laughs> but in the wrestling arena, it turns out sopa is a styrofoam cup of ramen noodles. Oh, wow. God bless them, though, because if you were like a, at a AAA baseball game, you'd get the, a hot dog, but it would be like not the greatest hot dog you've ever oh, had. Oh, no, they're life. generally yeah. bad. Yeah, so yeah. instead you're getting, hey, I know ramen's going to be good. I like ramen. I'm not disappointed. And then I asked him for the torta, and it's basically the cold cuts version, oh, of a torta, but it's still a torta. It has the signature, you know. So they were about unable
0: it. to cook it at their little stand.
1: Well, it's just why would you? Because you're going to have vendors or salesmen walking around the bleachers. It's with easier, this. yeah. Just make it a cold cut. Yep, yep. And but it was still good. I really enjoyed it, you know. And that's it had, great. Had like cilantro on it, I think, and all sorts of stuff.
0: Yeah, that would be a thing I would be definitely concerned about in a foreign country like that. <sighs> food food options. But I'm glad that like they're on top of that. They yeah. understand how to how things work. Like if you go to a place so we, there should be concessions at a show, you know.
1: We did drink the water a couple times by accident too, by the way.
0: And did you get we, Montezuma's revenge or no?
1: None of us got anything. And one of the things I did was not mention it like if I know oh, right. if I notice one of us slip up yeah. I'm thinking about the placebo effect and
0: I'm like don't want to freak anybody I'm, out
1: I'm not saying anything because yeah. we were at this castle on the top of their version of like Central Park uh-huh. and we're looking at all this cool artwork and architecture and stuff and in the middle of it Heidi got really thirsty so all I could think of was get Heidi water so she'll shut the fuck up you know what I mean? As you do, if you have kids, it's like I've heard it a thousand times. Damn it! You've been thirsty for nine years, so you're not carrying a <laughs> bottle with you at all times. It just like and not at, not at this point. We had like finished it, or no? Oh, here's what happened when we started going up the castle onto the castle grounds. We couldn't bring any liquids with us. Oh, okay. Like government policy. <sighs> yep. You know, yeah. I don't know if it was because it could be an explosive, or we could ruin the paintings, or what it was. So we had to surrender our liquids. And so we ran down, and all I'm thinking is, I can get her something to drink. So shut shut up and stop complaining about it. (laughs) I paid tons of money to be here. Uh, We traveled so many days. And now I got to deal with this shit. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So I found her a water fountain, and it was just like five minutes afterwards, she had been guzzling at this water fountain like
0: she was just like <laughs> it's like on her shirt and stuff. Like yeah. it had
1: been a, a planned slow-mo camera shot. Sure. She's just <laughs>
0: boom, 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 boom.
1: <laughs> like just drinking everything. And it's five minutes after she stopped that I'm like Oh shit. Oh shit. I was supposed to not let her do that.
0: Well we'll see what happens.
1: <laughs> you know, like it's too late now. What am I gonna do? Yeah. So we'll. So see So you what didn't happens.
0: think to go back to the front and grab the bottle. You're just like, I yeah. gotta end this as soon as possible so we can move on. Well,
1: I was also trying to ask for directions to water in Spanish.
0: Oh, okay, yeah.
1: So when I got some directions to water, I just went with it. Yeah. And by the sure. time we got there, I'm like, it's a fountain. It didn't even register. Yeah. Until five minutes later, obviously yeah, yeah. it registered on a delay, and it was like.
0: Oh. So luckily, nothing happened, though.
1: Nothing happened, and then there was a time I brushed my teeth and like swished, and then oh yeah, swallowed or whatever. Yeah, I didn't and I am like, think
0: about all that stuff, man. Oh, it's tap water. No. Yeah, we take water so for granted here. And then I guess. there was
1: a time my son drank a drink with ice. Yep. And all these things happened, and nothing happened.
0: Yeah, or you got to watch salad. Can't have salad because they wash.
1: Supposedly,
0: it. all this stuff. That's what I
1: was getting at. Like supposedly. But it might be just a f- small percentage of the population gets upset.
0: It's certainly possible, yeah. And
1: that we were extra careful for no fucking reason. Yeah. We could have just went hog wild. Yeah. But who knows?
0: I, I mean, I'd rather be prepared than not if it yeah. means me shitting my brains out.
1: But we obviously made plenty of mistakes, and yeah. that's the thing. <laughs> right. We were trying to be careful, and we made plenty of mistakes.
0: So let's get back to Mexi- uh, the arena Mexico. Yeah. Um, how would you uh, your, describe your experience and your, your uh, family's experience with watching the wrestling itself?
1: So, two things I'll say about that okay. is, one, it was Sunday, so it was kind of light. Like, the crowd wasn't huge. But we had a group of fans to the right of us that were totally into it. Okay, you know, and that they were helps. And hooting and how holl- it helped a whole lot. Yeah, and I think that in part helped the kids got into it.
0: Yeah, they know when to cheer and stuff. When, and I, when there's a a group of people that are in the know. Yeah, you know, and they cheer, and then your kids are like. Well, those kids know what they're doing, so I'll just join in, yeah.
1: And I wasn't sure if they were going to be into it, but by them being into it, it was cool. Like after we went outside, we got—I uh, bought them Lucha Libre masks yeah. and capes and stuff like that. Have they
0: ever shown any interest in the stuff that's on TV?
1: Sometimes, okay. Sometimes, but not like I—I I could push them into it, but they're probably not going to find it on their own. Yeah, that's
0: a—that's a thing where like kids should embrace it if they like it. Yeah, if I mean, they they like as with it, anything else,
1: you know, they like it if it's around, but they're just not pursuing it on their own. If yeah, that makes yeah. sense. So, uh, so that was the first thing that was cool. The second thing that was cool was they did a best out of three for most of the matches. Okay, so they would have like two tag teams or two triplets, so you could have four dudes. So those six
0: man tags and regular two on two, yeah, and, and they would do two out of three falls in each of these matches.
1: Two out of three falls, which was very interesting, yeah. Because that's if you were looking for something that was culturally different, you don't see that even in the Indies.
0: No, yeah, I,
1: in America,
0: I will say there's a a, a little bit more influence, lucha influence now on in the Indies than there used to be. Yeah, but it's uh, it's very, but as you said, it's very tag team based, Mm-hmm. and um. Uh, they put on these spectacular matches where it's super involved because, like you said, some of them are six man tags. And so you gotta you gotta have all of this stuff and be able to improv off each other while also flipping around like crazy. So,
1: so that that gave me two thoughts. The first thought was. A lot of these wrestlers for these matches, these different matches, might be the same wrestlers. And they're just use- wearing different masks and different pants.
0: Yeah, man. I could totally see for that. For
1: sure. Which makes they put themselves through a beating.
0: And also, like there are wrestlers that are skilled enough, and I'm sure that these guys are because they live this shit, yeah. you know, uh, that they can wrestle in two different styles and like change up their mannerisms exactly, exactly. and change their move set. They're
1: just know? more employable that way. They're like, hey, yeah. I'll pay you for the night. You do these two rules.
0: But they certainly have a roster, you know, of at least like tons of guys, tons of guys. I would I would estimate probably a place like 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 thirty guys that they move in and out of. You know, there's guys that come, like you said, on the weekend shows, and then you got all your young guys that do the opening matches. And it's sort of like, in that way, it sort of relates to like Japanese wrestling, where Mm -hmm. they bring up these young guys, they put them on, yeah, and they put them on. at the beginning of the show, the young lions, they call them in mm-hmm. uh, in Japanese wrestling. But and I don't know what they call them in the Lucha. But any, but anyway, they bring them up through their system. They cultivate these guys, and they thrive in that one promotion, right? Right. And Mexico's very like that, where they stick to their promotions. There is, there's very little, like, as, I, I think so. As far as I know, very little crossbreeding between promotions. Yeah. So sort are of like WWE, honestly, where they're like, you wrestle here, and that's it. And the reason people come is because they know they can see you here and nowhere else.
1: Right. But the most imp- – or the other interesting second thing. Oh, that, yeah, And okay. perhaps – the perhaps, no, you didn't cut me off. You just followed on. But perhaps the most interesting thing was that uh, it being three, three matches was like a three-act play. Okay. And you could turn it into a tragedy, which could be a two-act play. Wait, like, so there
0: was only – there was uh, – do you mean? Falls? I mean, falls. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. It's a, it turns it into the format of a three act play.
0: I was gonna say, I hope there was more than three matches. So if
1: you have <laughs> fall fall by the same side, that's kind of a tragedy. That's two acts. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Or you could play with it. You know, yeah. you could have somebody lose the first one.
0: Well, the bad guys win another one. Yeah. The bad guys generally. I mean. You know, this is sort of painting with the wide brush or whatever. But for the yeah. most part, ring, the tag team psychology of a two out of three falls is bad guys win first. So they're up. Right. Yeah. they're And that's pretty much how it always goes. They're up. And then the good guys have to come from underneath. They win. Then it looks like the bad guys are going to win again. They come so close. But the good guys prevail.
1: But it wasn't always that way. Sometimes, yes. well, th- yeah, that's what was fun about it because right. they had to keep it spicy. Okay. So sometimes the good guys would like handedly win the first round, but boom, and then the bad guys would come back. And, you're like, and they
0: dominate for almost the entire rest of the match. They make them look so bad.
1: And some right? here's the thing, though. I think, if I remember correctly, sometimes the bad guys do win in Mexican wrestling. Oh, just, yeah, they totally do. Just like they do in American wrestling.
0: But I just mean, like, for, for the happy ending or whatever yeah. you call it, you know, the comeuppance of the good guy, when, they, when they're when they playing that angle.
1: But what I'm saying um, is, if you see a good guy wins first, uh, one out of three. Mm-hmm. And then the bad guy wins. You're right back on the edge of your seat. It's yeah. like the first match. You don't know who's gonna win.
0: It's a it's a pretty great thing about wrestling is they can play a yeah. lot of different angles. There's it's fertile ground for creativity in that way. You but, know what I mean? Like,
1: but if, you don't see that format. Guys cheating. There's a rogue element. There's a
0: rogue element of the guy cheat. You never know when the guy is going to cheat, or if he's just going to throw the match just because he's such a bad guy. He wants to cheat his way all the way to a loss, and he doesn't even care. It's
1: definitely a fun psychological format. Yeah, definitely.
0: Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, it sounds like a super interesting time. Uh, Yeah.
1: So that's what I really liked about it.
0: Yeah. Um, I had something I was going to ask you about with the so, how many matches in all were there? Oh, jeez, there was a lot. Really? Yeah. So how many hours would you say, like two-hour show? I want to say it was two, two and a half. Okay. And Standard res- wrestling show length is like yeah. two-ish hours.
1: And I can't remember exactly how many matches there were, but if you don't count falls, because yeah. falls felt like it was three matches in a row. Or were there two, any singles matches? matches? There, I want to say yes, but my memory's fuzzy.
0: What about... Uh, Female on female wrestling. Was there any that? I don't of that? think so. No? I,
1: I just don't think they had the talent, if I yeah. remember. They didn't have the talent to draw from.
0: Were there any Mex- uh, American no. or, or English-looking wrestlers?
1: No, it was all... Okay. They were all done up. There was a group that came out dressed uber Aztec-like. Like, okay. they came out with the big feathers and everything. Yeah. Versus one that was more street-looking, you know.
0: What about the uh, music, entrance music?
1: Oh, well, it was all cool. Do you think I it, don't was, r- was it, so it was it? So it's mostly
0: Spanish-speaking uh, yeah. lyrics. After his lyrics, but was it was it very like Mexican I, feel? I want to say,
1: and again, I don't remember this clearly, but I want to say there was like one or two American songs. Okay, and it, but in the context, felt like if like he, rock
0: and roll. You mean or yeah,
1: something like that. Okay, but in the context, it felt like. Here, if you played a foreign song, you'd be like, "Oh, that dude's edgy." He yeah. a foreign song. There it was just like, "Oh, he's edgy." He played an American song.
0: What I saw in those documentaries that I mentioned earlier mm-hmm. uh, from AAA was that a lot of, or at least what I can remember, is that a lot of them have like sort of technoey beats underneath.
1: The Mexico uh, City pop music or Mexican pop music, as I understand it, is big into auto tune and big yeah, okay. into those digital kind of sounds.
0: So, sort of rapish. But but, but their own flavor. Spanish. Totally. Yeah. yeah,
1: I wouldn't even say rapish. I would just say techno. Yeah, you know, and that's influence. the that's
0: kinda of the flavor I got from most of what I heard on those documentaries, definitely. Was like yep. that's the sort of interest music that is very popular in wrestling now, and mm-hmm. and actually in uh, Japanese wrestling as well. Do they have Mexican wrestling at Six Flags? I don't know. I bet you they at one point wrestling at Six Flags was definitely a thing. Oh yeah. I don't. I mean, I had never looked into that, but I I think it's not a far stretch.
1: No, I'm sure a a promotion has played there. Yeah, for sure.
0: So uh. We cover the food. That's a super important thing I wanted to do. Uh, What about merch-wise? Did you you see any kind of thing like that? I know you mentioned they got uh, masks and stuff.
1: Dude, merch-wise, that was a... Oh, man, this is an interesting story. I'll try to make it quick, though. Okay.
0: I mean, dude, we got all the time we need. This is a non-time Nazi episode. (laughs) Yeah. So
1: keep in mind, we're flying back. So, any merch you get, you have to keep that in mind. Yep. You're yep. Back. So it's you have to be, be sparing
0: about it. You got to yeah. be uh, economical. You know, you like. It's got to be a certain
1: size. It's got to be special enough that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. this is taking up room in my suitcase. Um, so, the one thing I wanted to get was a skull because, you know, I'm into skulls because of that mushroom episode I did at your apartment, to be honest with you.
0: You actually showed me the skull that you bought oh, yeah, yeah. At, uh, over. Um, uh... The summer, I think.
1: Yeah, it's also a whistle. So this is the story of the skull. Okay. So the kids found jaguar whistles, which are awesome. They sound just like jaguars. And I found the skull whistle, but I didn't have enough pesos on me at the time. Yeah. So I honestly told this dude, like, I'll be back. And we're in the middle of downtown Mexico City, like the big tourist area where they're having a huge festival. I mean, it's just it's like New York. There's tons of people. And we go to – the kids want hamburgers. They want to eat hamburgers in Mexico because that's hilarious. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So we go to eat hamburgers, and uh, I say, hey, I really want to buy all those souvenirs, but I don't have any pesos. I'm going to use my phone to find an ATM, and uh, I'll get the cash, and then I'll meet you back here at the hamburger restaurant. So they say, okay. And I'm like, oh man, this is like multiple blocks away. I gotta really hustle for this not to be a hassle on them just sitting at the hamburger place. So I'm going, and I'm going. And now I want you to keep in mind when I learned Spanish for this trip I was testing a very certain verbal theory or a linguistic theory of how to learn. And that theory is called link word, or it's like a mnemonic. You know the movie Johnny Mnemonic?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, well, I do.
1: mnemonic means memory. It means plugging it into your brain, uh-huh. you know, remembering something. So I had been practicing all these mnemonic skills because I'm learning education. I'm like, all right, I'm going to use these mnemonic skills to teach myself different words. And one of the first flashcard words I got was cuadra. Cuadra means... City block, and I'm not going to say it with the R anymore because my R is terrible, and it sounds (laughs) douchey when people do that. So, quadra, I tried to link that in my mind by giving it a visual, and if you think about it in three dimensions, a city block is a cube, right? Yep. So, it means city block, and I thought cube, I draw, quadra, you know, and that's how I remembered it. Okay, yeah. So, again, I'm just sitting in my office trying these things and not knowing if it's going to be beneficial. And then I'm trying to find an ATM. And I hold up my phone with Google Translate. I end up, like, 20 minutes later in this garment store. And I hold up my phone, like, is there an ATM near here is what it says. And I Google Translate it, and she goes, Tres Cuadras, (laughs) three blocks. Yeah. And I know she fucking said three blocks only because I that stupid flashcard retarded cue by draw thing I came up with yeah. months ago. Isn't
0: Kwando count as well? Kwanto
1: is how much?
0: Kwanto, okay, yeah, so. Yeah. Maybe Kwando is the action of counting or something like that, you know what I mean? Yeah,
1: something like that. But yeah, anyway. Uh, uh, that root, kua, yeah. you know, is some kind of measurement. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a measurement thing. So, so did
0: you go the three blocks? I went the three
1: blocks, <laughs> I got the ATM, yeah. I got the money, and I got back. And Was there an
0: English option?
1: On, once I got to the... Actually, once I got to the ATM, the the script is recognizable enough that you only have to know a couple words. Mm-hmm. Like And that, then the rest, there's numbers on there. Like, yes, so, no, right. you know... And stuff like that. So, yeah, it was really <laughs> Which easy. Which
0: is see and no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, <that's
1: not> <laughs> exactly. It, so it not difficult. Exactly. So it was the little bit of words that helped me out. But yeah. I just remember that moment. Yeah. I felt like it was a movie. hmm And we flashed back to me with that stupid flashcard, Cuadra. You know? <laughs> and then I'm there,
0: and she's like, tres Cuadras, And I was like, oh, yeah. It, paid off. <laughs> Sometimes in comedies it they'll have this up. like a side where a guy goes into a dream sequence and where he's you know, you're pulling the flashcard. you're like well, yeah. I'll try. yeah. And, yeah, and yeah. then he goes exactly. back and fades back in and That's then, what I'm saying. It's and like, like a lady movie. The lady's standing there like what are you doing?
1: You so know, after the, she told me that and I was jogging 3, snap back three blocks, I was the whole time I'm thinking, that was awesome. That was awesome. It worked. it's like the it's like you're super Or or your secret agent skill paying off, you know, when you most need it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's like, oh, Q gave me this watch with the
0: harpoon because of this. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you pieced it together. (laughs) Yeah, that's great, man. I'm I'm glad that your uh, learning paid off. You know, it it usually does when you put it into practical use. Uh,
1: Well, and you when you put in that much effort, it's bound to pay off. Yeah. So.
0: So back to the merch.
1: Okay, so the merch was I got those jaguar whistles, I got the skull whistle. Yep. Actually, I totally lied. The jaguar whistles we got at that pyramid place. What did I get for them? I got them something when I got the the skull whistle. Um, I got.
0: But at the actual venue, do they have a stand like they do at shows you would go to here, where like it's on site? Oh, in for Lucha Libre. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry, I misunderstood. No, you're okay. No, it's the opposite. Out in the street. Tons of entrepreneurs have pushed up their own stuff. So like, they
0: don't sell stuff inside? I,
1: or they do? They
0: probably do, but you just, I just didn't see it.
1: I didn't really look because it was kind of famous that you go outside and it's like a market.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: So you go out and it's a market. And I would think if you were any wrestler that wanted to sell their own merch, you would probably just do it outside, just yeah, like everybody and else.
0: Honestly, like that, it actually sort of goes along with stuff that happens still today at concerts yeah. here. Like people bootleg the shirts and sell them out on the street. Like in that paint, you ever see the Pantera home videos? Mm-mm. Well, in one of them, they're opening for kiss in Mexico and it, it might even oh, cool. be Mexico city, but they, uh, th- you know, they go up to one of these sort of markets and they find yeah, their bootleg, yeah. bootleg merchandise of Pantera. And Perfect. it's all this super interesting, cool stuff. Yeah. Well, Love yeah, it.
1: so we went out to the market, and that was the funny thing. Um, so did like, they have,
0: like, T-shirts, too? Did they have everything that we would They had, would
1: have j- every- they had anything, everything you can want. Like I said, for my kids, we bought them masks and capes and stuff like that. How much that. did those run you? It was, like, two or 300 pesos, which is, like, 20 bucks, 30 bucks, something like that. Not bad at all,
0: dude. That's about standard price. Yeah. Actually, now that I think Maybe about better. it, a mask yeah. and a cape, that's a specialty item they would overcharge on that stuff for here. sure here. So for
1: sure here, they'd be twenty bucks a piece, or maybe get them both for thirty-five. Exactly, you know, like yeah. Right? So you
0: get good deal on that. Yeah, and uh, it was funny
1: because I tried to negotiate the guy down because I'm terrible at negotiating, but in these foreign countries, they tell you yeah. you're supposed to negotiate. Um,
0: but do the masks and, look like they're homemade or is it no? They're fun. Dude, that's, they're, that's amazing. They just don't have a brand tag on the inside. Sure, sure. But it's it's cool that it's still like. Good quality because that's the sort. Why it's cost more here is yeah. it takes them longer to do. It's
1: No, it's real good quality. Yeah, that's but awesome. it was funny because I I I tried my weak ass negotiating skills, <laughs> and let's just say it was a hundred dollars for a mask and a cape. Let's just say okay or a hundred pesos. And I so in my basic Spanish, I was this is the best I was at. I was like, hey, how much for? Mask and a cape, you know? And he was like, a 100. And I go, oh, okay. Well, how about for two masks and two capes? 200. (laughs) And I was like, oh, shit. I tried, dude.
0: I tried. (laughs) You should have been like 150? Yeah, no. But you can't... So you weren't to the level necessarily where you could haggle with somebody but but I you just kept repeating numbers but at that
1: point i was like yeah that was my that was my attempt <laughs> what if, and what
0: if he threw you a curveball where he's like something totally like i don't know why be so specific kind of thing you know oh, Like if he had
1: just said some phrase that i didn't know what the hell he was saying yeah i would have been like I would have said uh, I don't understand. No
0: comprendo.
1: Yeah, no, com- no comprendo. I said that so many times down yeah, there, and yeah. people were like, some people were assholes about it. Most people <laughs> laughed. Well, what, I
0: mean, what do you mean asshole? Like, what did they do? They just gave me a look like, S- fucking seriously? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah I don't. Know. I, I'm just, I'm being honest. <laughs> do you want me to show you my flashcards? Yeah, look at my damn face. <laughs> How do you okay. say flashcards in Spanish? Who no, the fuck know. knows? Good call. I don't know. They should have had a flashcard for that. <laughs> I know they didn't. <laughs> no, why would they do that? That that's not something you would need to know in every conversation. I don't okay, know. So, it seems relevant though, right? In the <laughs> in this <laughs> conversation, it does, if nowhere else. Um, so, about what time does it wrap up? What do you mean the show? Like, was it a midday oh, show? It, or? it
1: was uh, early evening. Okay. Yeah, so imagine going to like a just after dinner baseball game in the summer and coming out and it's still light. Maybe as you like go to the parking lot. Maybe just like 8 or 9 p.m. or something? Yeah, something like that.
0: Well, that's cool because that's different than here. You know, yeah. shows get out at like 10 p.m. here. Yeah. Uh, they, was, they push it as far as they can go, honestly. They they try to. And it's, well, Indy, but ones, anyway. this was a Sunday.
1: Yeah. So that makes a difference. But.
0: Yeah, you think. Uh, I mean, is Holy Day there? Um as recognized as it is here? Like, is it more so church?
1: more so the Catholic church huge there, but the one thing that was cool too is cause I had that active crowd next to me. Mm-hmm. I did join a few like, you know, you know, yeah, in it, and stuff. joining a few chants and claps. Amazing. And yeah, and and I'm,
0: I'm so glad to hear that. Even though it was a small crowd there, the dedicated ones were there. Yeah. They're and probably the, the ones that go multiple times a week.
1: And that's what I was saying about the kids being into it is they did the clap sometimes and yeah. chants and
0: stuff it. man that's a that's a thing in wrestling that as, as long as i've known it, it's been a thing yeah. you know what i mean kids really get into that too you know you like to. songs chanting it's a thing and people people love to do like make up their own you know mm-hmm. and who knows like you could have been there the first time they made up a chant that day exactly. you'd have no idea you would but not. but you go along because it, it's a it's a thing that works
1: and we did some rick flair woos oh yeah <laughs> so and
0: the chops yeah is that when they happened yeah oh, amazing <laughs> that's worldwide translates <laughs> God, i love that so much so uh do you remember any wrestlers names by chance no i don't off the top of your head
1: l something oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay that's very american of you to say that yeah um well, shit, I just had a question in my head. I lost it. Well, anyway, um, so when you're leaving, does everybody sort of like take their time leaving, or is it a thing where everybody's ready to get out on the town?
1: Um,
0: well, again, Like, are people rushing to get out to go to dinner or anything like no, that? No, and again, it was
1: a Sunday afternoon, but no, most people just kind of milled around the uh, market to buy souvenirs. Oh, and you then, know what I was going to ask?
0: This yeah. might have been what I was thinking of. The uh, fan experience, as far as, like, do you get to meet any of the wrestlers? Do they b- mill about? Didn't or? try.
1: Maybe they did. Maybe you could go down to the floor. I don't know. I didn't try. You,
0: but you didn't. You don't remember anybody, like, at the end of the show, they all come out or anything like that? No,
1: I, I don't remember anything like that. But, again, I you know, I've been to wrestling shows where you try to kind of get out of your seat in the 16th row, you know, and you walk up to see if anybody comes out late you know sure because a lot of times wrestlers would just come they'd do like a little walk around the apron you know and they're yeah. like hey if anybody's here to see me sure like the, be able in, in to the intermission a lot
0: of, at a lot yeah. of shows they do that now where they come out and talk to people but
1: that- if there was something like that I wouldn't have noticed it because I never walked down to the okay the level because I would have had to go back into the stadium yeah. and find a stairwell and go down.
0: Comparatively speaking, and P- and I'll try to uh, track down and post a photo of, like, what the inside of the arena, or maybe a few photos of what pictures, the inside yeah. of the arena looks like. But would you compare it to, like, uh, maybe St. Charles Arena? Because or- that's, like, a, sort of, like, half an arena or, like, a third of an arena. What would- Where would you sort of place it?
1: I would stick it in between... I don't know how to – because hockey arena is the best way to describe it. But Maybe, I don't know, like,
0: low-level hockey arena. Yeah,
1: I don't know any hockey arenas yeah. um, that are of that scale that I can reference.
0: Yeah, there's there's one in uh, so, which Illinois. Which means it's big. Yeah. There's one, I think – it might be Peoria where Stevie yeah. and I saw Avenged Sevenfold, but a sort of, like, semi-small town usually would have one of these. And it's either a college arena yeah. – or something like that. If so you, that's sort of in well. Line I would with think what,
1: if you had a high school or a college arena, mm-hmm. and you had a blues arena, yeah, it's somewhere in the middle of the of those two.
0: Yeah, and also, uh, I can't remember what year that they built that place off the top of my know. head, but. Um, I know it still has an old school feel. They haven't really, like, upgraded it too oh, much. Oh, no, it's great. It's yeah. just,
1: like, really bare cement and bleachers. and Yeah, I was going to say. Like, Not bleachers. They have seats. But, but they also have bleachers. Yeah, I yeah. think so.
0: So, I, at least I think I remember seeing that or in some of the photos. Or it's the
1: same build-out you would put bleachers in, even yeah. if it has And seats.
0: also, because of their stage setup, it does take up a little bit of the arena, too. So, it actually is a good environment for these, like, Sunday shows. Yeah, it's great. Or, like, the weekday shows where there's less people sometimes doing. Mm-hmm. I don't actually don't know which ones are the most popular there, but I would assume Friday and I would Saturday assume Sunday
1: is very slow because of the religion.
0: So, uh... We got through all the Mexican wrestling stuff. I don't know how to transition from that into final days of the trip, but uh well, I guess how would you like to do that?
1: I guess the appropriate way to talk about it was what did it mean overall? Okay, yeah. And um overall, first of all, I think it channeled me in life. You know, it took up a little bit of my thoughts every day, you know, getting ready for this thing learning Spanish, going out and doing challenges, you know, things like that. And that's a pretty fun time when you have a project to work towards. It's like being in a band.
0: Yeah, you get really in a zone uh, mentally, Mm -hmm. you know, like your thoughts kind of all revolve around this one big thing that you're going to do. You're in the moment you're doing it. You're putting it into practice, and then now you're transitioning back out of it.
1: Yeah, so now you're coming out of it, and it's like, how valuable was that experience mm-hmm. i think it was tremendously valuable i think uh my confidence level just in who i am as a being you know walking around this crazy ball that we're all on is probably leveled up from putting myself in such a challenging circumstance and doing big things and taking my family with me it was it really was a challenge
0: do you think that you're going to be wanting more to do that to to save up for these big trips like to other countries where you also don't speak the language like 1000
1: percent yeah
0: um if, i I don't know why this popped in my head but just now but have you ever thought about like montreal like canada where they don't speak english there are yeah or at least they would rather speak french and they're kind of like uh perturbed with you if you don't
1: i've been to uh vancouver and all their signs have to be in french and english right so i kind of get a little taste of that but yeah i would like to do is that a
0: french speaking area though
1: uh yeah montreal is a french speaking area vancouver okay. is is not but by law they have to have both
0: oh okay yeah
1: so but I am comfortable enough in French because I studied it in high school and a little bit in college. That so
0: you went the French path fine. instead of the Spanish path, correct? And, yeah, yeah.
1: That's why I had to do my own, you know, project to right. teach myself.
0: What about what about say a European country or something like that where they don't speak English? Would you be?
1: Yeah, I want to. Uh, Germany is high on the list. Yeah. Austria is high on the list. Uh, Poland might be high on the list.
0: You know, Keith and Mal lived in Germany for such a long time and I like really wanted to go and I could never get, seem to get the money together.
1: I almost pulled the trigger. Yeah. We just, we hit a speed bump financially, but other than that, I was ready to pull the trigger. Yeah, for yeah. sure I wanted well, to Well,
0: that's go. cool. That's cool that you'd like come out of the Mexico City experience, not in any way discouraged from trying to do that again like you oh, know, no. you're confident in your skills to prepare yourself for this experience and then you pull it off successfully
1: yeah it was a it was a victory and i would go totally go back to mexico city again it was great
0: how did the how did the family uh overall feel about the experience
1: i think they really enjoyed it i mean obviously there are always ups and downs um especially when you're used to being apart all the time yeah and then you're thrust together for eleven days. You yeah. know, you gotta work out family dynamics and stuff like that. But overall I think they had a really, really good time and Conan is taking Spanish in school right now.
0: Oh great. So do, have you guys had any conversations about about uh after you wanted to pause? Mm. No. Uh Shit, that threw conversations
1: me. about what after
0: oh did you have any do you have you and your son had any uh conversations or, or your daughter had any conversations about what it was like there are things that happened there since then in the in the months afterwards
1: yeah we have we've talked about especially they remember the restaurants a lot like oh, yeah. the food they really liked i remember this at this place it's like okay yeah because you really liked the food it was good food
0: yeah and that makes it worth it too to get positive feedback back from them like Mm -hmm. not in situations totally unrelated but since they have that experience to pull from they're like that was significant i'm gonna tell them about this again you know and
1: i don't know what kind of deep seeds we planted because a lot of the stuff we did was very cultural like going to museums or ruins you know
0: yeah it's important for kids to be, be uh I don't know, almost thrust into knowledge or or knowing yeah. or being able to uh, show them things they've never seen before and present them in a way like at a museum where they are given as much information as needs to get across, you know, in whatever the museum presentation is of these are things that actually happened. And these were people that actually were here before us and we should honor them by seeing it as valuable you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and learning more about it at every opportunity possible 100 percent. so as a parent you got to do that yeah i feel like and if you don't then uh, that's you're making a bad call (laughs) i mean
1: one of the whole reasons because we take a vacation every year this was just our first serious international vacation i mean we went to canada before on a on a road trip in a car but this was our first big you know yeah uh, no one speaks the language Canada, they speak the language, you know, it's a, it's a huge
0: step off the, off the beaten path to do that. Right. Um, well, I, you know, now that we've come to the end of your journey and you're uh, back in America and you're among the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, well, Gringos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's it's got. It, I mean, making that transition back definitely has to be a reality check. Well, Even though you've lived, you this is what you know. You live in this environment. Mm-hmm. Seeing such a vastly different culture has to be like you come back and it's like okay, we're back at this again. You know?
1: Yeah. Well, funnily enough, it made me pay a, a lot of attention to language. Yeah. You know, and just how that's a barrier between people. Yeah. Because we don't know. We always use the appropriate words we need in the moment and it's just a barrier of language like most of us probably love each other and want to be connected and all that stuff and we just our emotions get in the way and then our words fail us and so having your whole language taken away is a handicap that makes you appreciate the minute nuances of language that right. the, play the, with us
0: the thing that connects us all yeah. how important that actually is you it's know huge Um, I guess, I don't know how to, okay, here's what we'll do. Let's plug the high files, which will become expand the visual.
1: Yeah. So you should, uh, look up on the Onyx Edge network, the high files podcast, or you could probably just Google Jordan Wakefield high files podcast. And it'll come up with it, and I've got a good back catalog, so if you haven't heard it before, you'd really enjoy listening to it. Yep. And if you listen to that over the next few weeks or months, you'll be delighted when a new episode comes out after a long hiatus.
0: And then subsequent episodes potentially in the near future.
1: Yeah, we'll just have a different... I think we're going to change the title, but it's going to be the same stream. So if you subscribe, I think we're just going to try to keep it all one stream.
0: Yeah, and you haven't set a, any a hard schedule for this to come out. So this, never... is, this is more of a uh, a tease than anything. Just just keep an eye out for it. Be subscribed on whatever service you follow. Like we're, I think we're on Spotify now. I don't know if you, you guys, if, if your show is or not.
1: Well, I don't know if I'm on Spotify, but I will commit to a hard date that I'm going to get this next episode out by uh, the end of the year.
0: Okay, great. I mean, that's soon enough for me. <laughs>
1: I mean, unless Hell or High Water comes. Yeah, you know?
0: we I'm, we have promised you nothing <sighs> here. So yeah. if you're listening to this, you're like, it. I mean, we waited long enough. No, no, When, no. when will Rampy do again?
1: You'll, you'll <laughs> be fine. But the point is, if you listen to the back catalog, you'll be in prime time to listen to the new episode when it comes out. And then they should come out more regularly after that.
0: Exactly, yeah. And, I mean, I feel like, really, you could pick and choose any episode in your back catalog, and there's something interesting there. Yeah, for anybody,
1: they don't have to be listened to in order. That's the whole point of them. They're like documentaries.
0: Yeah, they're like mini. They're like mini. Do- each one of them is a mini documentary. Yeah, for sure. In audio form, and I don't. I mean, mm-hmm. that's pretty interesting to me. It's
1: pretty rare. Yeah. I was, I, so. I, you know. when everybody starts ripping me off, well, it started here, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you can't be 100 percent certain you're the only one who's come up with this idea so far.
1: No, but I'm gonna I'm gonna frame it that way.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) So be on the lookout for that uh, on the Onyx Edge Studios network at, uh, well, let's see, highfiles.com, maybe. Is that it?
1: Uh, Expandthevisual.com. Expandthevisual.com, got it. Yeah, I have more content there, too, written content.
0: I'll uh, put that in the show notes, too, so it'll come up when people see this episode. There'll be... The ad will be already up there. Yeah, for the podcasts to are
1: there. I've got a blog that I don't write, and it, but I post a lot of essays.
0: Okay, great. And that's uh, Jordan Wakefield again, listeners. Yep. Everybody, you've, you're a previous guest. Everybody knows who you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for this week. Do you want to do Ham and Eggies this episode? What is that? Ham and Eggies... It's ha- yes. The
1: answer is yes.
0: <laughs> ham and eggies are at the end of every Bacon Days episode. We each name a ham and eggie. Okay. Someone or something that bothered us in the recent past that we would like to call out on the episode.
1: Ooh, it's a good one. Why don't you go first?
0: Okay, I think I'm gonna go with, and I and I hate to do this, but I'm not above putting down stuff that I also like and calling out what is wrong about it. Okay. I'm currently reading It by Stephen King and it is long. <laughs> <laughs> so, fiction stories, um, you know, actually writers can kind of run the gamut as far as like how far how long they need to feel they need to go on about a certain thing or event that's happening. Couldn't they have co- um compacted it a little bit or maybe their approach is just like hell my page count is pretty much endless it's whatever i want it to be so i'm gonna go on as long as i want i get it if that if it's from that perspective but if it's from the other one where he's just doing it to do it and for no other reason you know he's my ham and eggy (laughs) i gotcha i gotcha um i i i All I'll say, though, is that I still enjoy it, even though it's super long.
1: So, my ham and eggy is from my work.
0: Okay. Certain person,
1: or? There are day shift janitors, and there are evening shift janitors. Oh,
0: I know this world all too well.
1: (laughs) And the evening janitors, they have a particular floor. And the guy who has my floor, here are the two incidents that stick out in my mind about this guy. The first incident was I unlocked the book room, which is where we keep all these different uh, sets of uh, books for classes that they're supposed to read. Yeah. So it's kind of like a mini library. Storage room specifically for your guys. Yeah. So I go in the book room and in the corner, I wake up the janitor who was sleeping in the chair. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I kind of see where his level of trying is at. Sure, not the most motivated cat. So the next incident I have is I'm locking my door and I hear him in the janitor's closet, and he's just talking on his cell phone. So <laughs> hey, whatever, dude. This is a different closet. I, I, I'm sure. Yeah, it's a different closet. Right. I'm like, <laughs> his own.
0: His yeah. own specific. Janitor yeah. lounge area Yeah, with
1: the big <laughs> uh, with the big cement slop bucket in the floor You know what I mean? Yep, yeah, I know exactly <laughs> what you
0: mean um.
1: <laughs> To dump the mop water Yep Perfect it,
0: It's like a sink It's like a floor sink that's sort of built up on the side So that you can dump stuff in there
1: But to him, it's a little chill-out lounge Yeah Because <laughs> he's talking on his phone And here's what he's talking about How, oh brother, I'm kind of doing all right you know I have diabetes, and that they had to take one of my toes. And I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Wow. I wasn't supposed to know that. Yeah. But now I know that. And can I be mad at him for doing a bad job and sleeping and not cleaning my room? But here's why he's a ham and eggy.
0: Okay. All this built up to exactly why.
1: Because my floor is total shit. It is just nothing has been cleaned up since the beginning of the year. So it's just smears and smudges and shit all over the room.
0: I mean he's supposed to clean the floor. What <laughs> he, does he think his job is? He doesn't, dude. He God damn it. sleeps and talks to himself. <laughs> Let me I, I I'll I am accepting his hammeneggy absolutely. Yeah. Uh him as a and hammeneggie, I should say. But I will say that you should probably not, I hope you don't view all janitors and custodians. No, not at all. As, because
1: there are guys on the first floor, Yeah. The, especially the day shift, that do a great job.
0: Okay. And that probably also has something to do with his superiors being there, the day shift superiors <laughs> yes. being there. Uh, I will say, like, I can tell my day janitor slacks off. It's not hard to tell. We right. We work in a place where there's smudges and stuff on the floor all the time. Mm-hmm. So because it's my job, I take care of it, you know.
1: But you have all your toes. And <laughs> <laughs> that is that
0: is the crux of this yes. problem.
1: <laughs> so here's the worst part about him that makes him a ham and eggie. So one day he cleaned the bathrooms with a mop and soaked up all this piss and didn't rinse it out and then mopped my room. Oh. And that. it smelled like piss the whole morning. That's why he's a hammocky.
0: The whole morning. So what what time did he eventually get to it? Like, he didn't
1: get to it, it just faded. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he never did it. No, he never got to it.
0: This is awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is awful. Welcome to the city.
0: <laughs> he is uh certainly a contender for our tournament. <laughs> mine was totally weak compared to yours i'll say that and yeah. we're gonna end on that the nine toad wonder <laughs> and we'll uh we'll see you next time everybody bye Meep. green bean